0: I'm headed to, well, I'm in Ohio already. Oh, shit. Um, but I am uh, headed to Cleveland for the
1: first time. Okay. Please be safe, man. Uh, yeah, man. Absolutely. Always. That's what's up. Well, that's cool. Never anything but. That's what's up. Say what's up to Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> what? Go find his little farm.
2: Yeah, he's in Ohio.
1: Yeah. Oh, I forgot.
0: You know what's funny? Y'all said that, like, he's the homie or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I could just reach out and be like, oh, hey, Dave. <laughs> just up, just I
1: was a knock on the door. You're like, Dude, yeah, give shoot him a, shoot him a text. <clears throat> How about
2: you give me yeah, some man, of that man. duck, son? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Make me a plate.
1: Hey, you know that nigga got stovetop. He you You're like, hey, put another plate on the table. I'm coming over in 10. Q, what's up with you? Hi, Rob.
2: Man, I'm sitting here eating a poke bowl. Oh, that sounds awesome, actually. Mm.
1: I was just uh, nibbling on some Philippine mangoes.
2: <laughs> ooh. Mm. Mangoes are delicious. They are. How you doing, Rob? How you feeling? I'm good,
1: man. I'm good, man. I, uh, I was just telling Drew, man, my old ass can't do the doubles like I used to, man. I was super tired, but uh, no, I'm feeling good today. I can't complain.
2: Yeah, I had a whole... Had a whole situation last night with, you know, the fact that <clears throat> people can't stay up as, as they used to and can't party like they used to. For real. The people a year and a half out of practice. Tell you what, man. It's not It's not the age. It's literally just the whole world right now is like, hold on. So how do you stay out past three? For real, though, right?
1: Everybody used to be mm-hmm. home by, like, I don't know about what it was out there, but they were, like, home by midnight. Now it's like people are out till three,
2: four, yeah. I miss quarantine. <laughs> I miss it a lot. Right? Right? It wasn't it was like, Man, if you don't know what you got till it's going, Jaden Jackson. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I literally had all these plans to go visit Drew and I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll stay up, maybe we'll go get some late breakfast. We haven't done that in a while. Man, I passed out so hard. Mm. <laughs> I passed out watching um I was rewatching Invincible. Yeah, that shit. You were rewatching. So
3: yeah, I gotta I gotta I gotta get through that still. So I haven't I haven't oh, gotten through it. It's so good, man. Right. Yeah, it's really good.
2: I've been yeah. watching uh yeah, I gotta watch, watch the
0: whole thing. I got I got through some of the episodes but I never watched the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's worth it. What up Drew?
3: Now how you doing man?
0: I'm good man. It's so funny. It's like uh so it's it's been it's been a little bit since we last recorded, right? Yeah. Um but so on the drive to uh Cleveland Um, you know, I'm with my lady and we're in the car and I'm playing the the last episode because she hasn't heard the podcast before. Oh, yeah. Uh, So I kind of feel like I was just hanging out with you guys.
3: Oh, yep. I was listening to it earlier today while I was working out trying to, uh, getting, getting the headspace to come back together and contribute to our, our brilliant conversations that you guys always bring to the
2: table. I Am I the only one that's like the most Kanye West, but doesn't Kanye West our own product? <laughs> yeah, dude. I was just telling uh, Drew. Yeah, you're like you're like Johnny Depp. It's, I don't watch my own movies. Can't <laughs> watch. that. I, I take more of Once it's uh, done, driver. once it's once
0: it's done, that's not me. That's <laughs> not sure. me anymore. Oh, yeah. Dude, this is <laughs>
2: the sorry. only this the podcast
4: just took over, huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: this podcast like is the see, only time I'm like I'm Adam Driver. I don't like to hear my own voice. I get
1: hella narcissistic when it when it comes to this podcast. I'll listen, put this on, and I look at Drew. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah we're fucking badass." I'm blasted just... at the gym. <laughs> yeah. It's like the only time I ever like, like seriously, like I can joke around, but like it's the only time. Like, yeah, we're fucking awesome. We're the <laughs> four of us are pretty fucking funny. We're yeah, awesome. We we're pretty great. I'm like, well, oh.
0: listen, this podcast is just an exercise in raising all of our individual self esteem. <laughs> well, it's working. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like therapy. Self
2: care. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I look forward to coming together.
3: I totally Ugh. look forward Say to like getting. I look forward to getting together and chatting with you guys every time we have a, a show on the horizon. It uh, it, it always
0: raises my uh, endorphins. So,
3: wait, what's actually
0: funny about it? So I don't know if you know how many people like actually think, and maybe still haven't even like reached out to confirm. But like, I only know because of the amount of people who have. Think that I'm moving that me and Q are moving to San Diego.
1: Oh, Facts. I've been I've been Facts. telling everybody. <laughs>
0: Facts. Yo, everybody like news. yo man, so like where when are you when are you gonna be like leaving? And I was like, What are you talking about? They're like I yep, was like No, yeah, I'm not. That's hilarious. But no,
2: I'm not They're like, yo, tell me the the team like when are you getting the diamond encrusted collar on the tiger, bro? Like what's going on with that? Well You know Like I
0: mean that being said right my thing is like if you believe that i'm moving to san diego then you also believe that like some sponsor of ours put out on, on social media that we got hefty signing bonuses yeah. and I'm just rolling in it right now. Yeah. You're kind of like you're kind of wasting an opportunity to ask for a favor. If you think that I've gotten the hefty <laughs> signing bonuses and yeah. I'm missing out on an opportunity
3: to tell you hell no. <laughs> Yo, how do I get on uh, on board this thirty-seven uh, dreadlock technician squad, dude? Like,
1: I'm trying to I'm trying to fucking come up, man. Dude, on the next post, I'm gonna I'm gonna step up. I'm gonna put the ante up a little more. I'm gonna i make up some cool fucking addition to you guys' travel. Yeah. I gotta Boy. figure out what guest celebrity gonna pick you up in that jet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To the top. Yeah.
0: To the top. In preparation for our season three, uh, <laughs> debut in Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, so we have a fun episode today, right? Like all uh, like like our... always. Our uh, each of our experiences and journeys through uh, fitness and gym life. Uh, I it. know it's a it's a big part of all of our lives, especially Rob, who's now operating a gym all by himself, like a big boy. I
2: was in the Batcave. Cave?
3: We're all we're
1: all proud of him. Yeah, you know it's wearing my big boy pants sometimes. Yeah. So I thought it we'd kind of
2: war room. I thought we'd be kind of cool. actual lasers. <laughs> yeah. Freaking lasers! Mm-hmm. I said run. <laughs> that's it that's, the only... yeah, that's, your, that's what, how that shit works am I supposed to do, live <laughs>
1: <laughs> you have 45 minutes alright, you have the next 8 <laughs> weeks to survive
2: <laughs> uh, my God. So, oh my gosh, you're going to do overnights that's it, 8 weeks yeah. let them loose to San Diego County hmm? I'm going to enjoy eat.
1: this breakfast and when I'm done <laughs> I'll find you I'll find you <laughs>
2: Mm, turned into Westworld all of a sudden. It's great.
1: Did you remember that great movie with Ice-T <laughs> when they had the fucking full head of dreadlocks? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah man. What was that? That was in Trespass. That was, uh, he was being hunted. Was yeah. It, it wasn't they thought hunting, there was, was, was
1: a it? bunch of uh, these rich gamers and these hunters, I mean, mm-hmm. and they were like, he was the big game. Yeah. Because that was the thing. They hunted them. everything. They were like, we need a big game. And yeah, they so started choosing like, uh, people. <laughs> so they would pick up, like, heck, like yeah, homeless right, people. Because no ever... No, one, no one's ever hunted black men for fun.
0: That's a, that's, a, that's a novel idea. That was probably like the funniest part. They were like, oh, no, we're going to... I gonna... love
2: to hear militancy from other people. We're going to enjoy this breakfast. Man,
0: <laughs> that's all I heard when he said it. It was like, oh, okay, yeah. No one's ever hunted black men
2: for fun. <laughs> that's a great movie. That's 100%, 100% what I heard. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I heard. Yeah, so it's not just me. It's okay. It, makes, it keeps the goatee strong.
0: Thanks. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I think that I'm actually really excited. Though. Um, I know, like, for me personally, man, like, fitness played a large role in, like, where I feel like I'm at now in terms of, like, self-love and self-care and, and fucking and discipline,
3: I think. Well, uh, why don't we start with you, Nico? Like, uh, I wanted to go around the table with each of us and just talk about, first and foremost, how we kind of started in, like, uh, realizing that f- Fitness and working out and uh, taking care of ourselves was, was a direction we all wanted to head in. I feel like, like Nico has two. the most pressure.
1: Yes. Not only being um. an artist and light skinned, you have to have your shirt off at all times. He <laughs> <You're laughs> hilarious.
4: <laughs> to. doesn't matter what
1: the weather is, it's, no matter what season it is. <laughs> Nico, you want it on the set and he shows up with his shirt on and you're like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> you're supposed to be a professional. Get Damn. your head in the game. No, I'm like, I've shown up places, and yeah. like, not show, well, yeah,
0: showing up places, and uh, <laughs> I remember, so, right, this is like, remember when I told you, but I was in California a little while ago, right, so we yeah. were here in California, we go and we meet some people, and they've only ever seen me, you know, on Instagram, I learned them, right, so yeah. I had, like, friends in the neighborhood or whatever. Yo, they came over and I shit you not, one of the girls was like, yo, I actually didn't recognize Nico because he's wearing a shirt. <laughs> she, was she was 100% serious. She was like, oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't recognize you at all, you were wearing a shirt. I was like, oh, you're, oh, it's Nico. Because, <laughs> like, she said it and, like, she seemed so startled and I was like, I mean, I've been in front of you for, like, five minutes. She's like, no, 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 you're wearing a shirt, I didn't recognize you. I was like,
3: well, you're fucking funny. It was like that scene uh, in Half-Baked where the dude, where Dave Chappelle has to, like, full-on pull out his ask for the guys at the bodega to recognize him they're like hey oh,
1: black yes. ass yeah, right. oh my bad <laughs> that why did you that do that,
4: that to begin with
1: it, man? A, guys 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 you know. in a very similar story that's how it is now when i'm at paces i uh i picked up uh some shifts i'm back at the old goodway midway bar and grill and they're like oh i didn't recognize you being sober and your pants are on <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh that's fucking funny yeah <laughs> Yep. It's like, are you are you, are you slut-shaming me? <laughs> oh, that was my twin. You don't know him.
0: That's, uh, that was my twin. You know. Um, love it. So, as far as, like, starting
2: the fitness journey, right? So, so like... What came first? The shirtlessness or the fitness?
0: The fitness. <laughs> fitness mm. definitely came first. I wasn't into the shirtless thing at all because I hated how I looked. That was what got me into fitness. Uh-huh. Um, I've always been a dancer, right? So, I was actually... Like, I grew up and I was always... Uh, I guess, yeah, no, I would say I was skinny, right? Like, I always had to deal with that, like, friggin' everybody's parents being like, oh, you need to eat more, like, that that whole thing, like, Mm -hmm. so I get the body shaming thing. Um, So I feel like sometimes people warp um, the the other end of the spectrum, you know what I mean? Um, And there's, like, I've definitely seen, like, the body (laughs) shaming thing or the impact that it had on me in conversations around, like, whether uh, I was eating enough, or like whether or not I was sick, or something like that, and I'm like, bro, like I'm a smaller guy. I don't that, uh, particularly, you know what I mean. I did like the martial arts at the end of the day and I did the dance stuff, like like body art stuff I could do, but like the sport stuff, um, probably just because of like awkwardness as far as like team shit. Yeah, um, it wasn't really my bag, so. I wasn't really accustomed to to pushing myself physically. Um, So I just say that to say like, what kept me out of the gym for as long as it did was the lack of confidence that like, I could do anything that wouldn't make me want to laugh at myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, And so what really did it was, I remember I was like, I want to say 26, 27, something like that, um, when I first started going. And it was really predicated by my kids um like walking around with my sons being like three four years old um i was like yo i don't want to it was like a masculine thing like like showing up as a father and feeling like i couldn't play the role so to speak like i wouldn't be able to like assert myself in certain ways or like protect them in certain ways or like or even just like the whole like I think I might get school and some kid is like, oh, my dad would fuck your dad up. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. nah, I need to do something about this. Yeah. Um, that
1: and- There's the still an old thing, school, like, male, like, I gotta be shower. a protector. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so it was like that, the whole, like, protection thing. And then also, like, every time I got out of the shower, I looked in the mirror. I was just pissed at myself. I was like, I hate how I look. Um, so I still struggle with, like, body dysmorphia. Um, but- going to the gym and all that stuff like it really helped me with setting milestones because the understanding that you can't just like lift a heavy weight and then the next day you got a nice little bicep like like it takes a while for something to like really kick in sometimes depending on like you know your makeup and like how you know your body responds to things and where you're at yeah um so it really cemented that it really cemented the discipline aspect like at one point i started i was going hand bro like it was like two a days, five to six days a week. And it's like, yo, what are you doing? Like, you're not even training for an event or something. Like, you're just so paranoid about your side. And now we're chasing a thing. Um, and it's, like, counterproductive. Um, so, like, my first, I guess, like, dive at it, it was, like, I went hard with, like, protein shakes and weight gainers, and, like, I was taking BCAAs every day with amino acids and, like, all this other stuff. Like, I took, like, I let the guy at GNC, like, just bleed me dry for everything that I thought. I, I actually, I remember taking a testosterone booster at one time. Like, now, it's, it's like, with more experience, I, like, laugh at that. But it's like, like I really felt like that was worth money. Like, I paid, I paid money to pop these purple pills with like a testosterone booster. Like, I needed at 27.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> Dude, um, GNC is like yeah, the car like salesman a of dietary. It's
0: crazy. Yeah, bro, 100%. Like, don't go into GNC if you don't know what you're getting. Because, like, they'll sell you the entire stuff. Um... But yeah, like, so I actually did, I would say I transitioned from, you know, like the guys around me, they were all like, like bros, you know what I mean? I was living in the suburbs at the time and it was like a bunch of white kids around me. So it's like, I'm getting bro splits and like training on like how to, how to basically like build up like a bodybuilder. It wasn't until I started like talking to Q about stuff that I would say I got into fitness because he started telling me the difference between working out and training. Yeah. You know what i mean and it's like just in just in that alone like i remember he sent me i remember I, I was working out with a homie of mine it stopped being able to connect i felt like i was hitting a plateau so i hit up q and i was like yo bro like he hit me up with like like a training regimen or like just something to like suggest right so my again retrospect i feel so fucking bad because this man like really compiled like fake like he had like it was like three to five week program right I don't know the value of any of this shit. And I see like the good morning stuff. I was like, what the fuck is a good morning? Did the, the, you know, pull it up on Google and I'm like, that don't look like it does anything. Like, I just literally was so ignorant. Like, I was just like, no, I want chest flies and like things to make my arms look bigger, bro. I don't know what the fuck you talking about. So, learning fitness with Q um, and getting into like the kettlebell thing and into like, you know, body training and like all that stuff, that actually was when my body started. Looking like how I wanted it to look, um, but it came with capability. So, but that's like I'd say that's like the fitness trip in a
1: nutshell. That's what's up. You said you were always a dancer. Were you just doing that for fun, or did you ever like dance? Like, were you ever part of a team or stuff like that? Oh, I was
0: working, bro. Um, so I started teaching dance when I was like 16. I taught dance until I was like 23, 24. Um, I had always, like, performed and, and stuff like that. I was in a dance crew with a few of my homies. Because um, I, taught, I taught at actually several different schools. Um, and then we also, like, would perform and stuff like that. And then there was a while after my kids were born, in the beginning when I was, like, I think the first year or two, or the year that um, Keanu's mom was pregnant and the year after he was born, I was still doing uh, street dancing. So you go to, like, Times Square, and you see those guys, like, jumping over six people. So I was doing that.
1: That's what's up. That's crazy. The reason why I asked, I was kind that of curious. How like, I
0: learned sales.
1: Yeah, because what I was going to ask was, too, is, like, everybody has their version of where they learned, you know, some form of discipline or commitment or, like, a, mm. a reason to be resilient through, so like, some tough times. Because, I mean, the gym itself and fitness can be very scary and intimidating. People fall off easy, you know? So I was kind of curious. Yeah, where do you perfect. think you felt? Obviously, besides your determination to have a better body, what, what do you think was, like, your base for discipline?
0: um so the you know like yeah i mean the body thing is big um but i feel like that's also like a cop out because i think that's you know for everybody everybody wants to quote unquote look good um what really kept me in it honestly and i hope this doesn't sound cliche but what really kept me in it was the idea of like like beating beating um beating myself out like like you know what i'm saying like going going for the the going for like the next thing going for the next challenge you know what i'm saying yeah i get it 100 percent. yeah So it was like it was always about that for me and that's why um i was able to stick with it um especially when i started training with q because again like the kettlebell thing is like like lifting weights like you're not doing anything that you do in your uh, daily life um, but you are Um, with like kettlebell stuff, it's like you're reinforcing, I guess what I would think you definitely, correct me if I'm wrong, but like it's essentially like basic Um, as far as like how your body moves, right? So it's like there's an immediate thing that happens where you're like, oh, like I do things better or, oh, that pain's not normal or, oh, I need to fix my fucking posture. (laughs) Like, yeah. These things become super apparent when you're when you're training that way. So I was always like super appreciative to Q for that cause it's like I literally had to learn how to
1: stand up straight. It's crazy how <laughs> some of those simple things that you know sometimes we learn too late in our you know training career, if you will, because we're too young and dumb. Especially guys, we got the ego. But I can I guess I can only speak for <laughs> myself that like man, I mean they say with everything, man. If I learn if I knew what I knew now back in the day, man, shit. It's true. Something simple like your posture, just how you carry yourself, and you know, to be smarter, not harder. You know, it's like damn.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of I'd say a lot of the issues I had with confidence came from, or not came from, but they were grounded in bad posture. Um, I think it's like a chicken and the egg conversation as far as which came first, but they're definitely connected. Mm. Um, so it's like as as I realized that I was kind of holding my body poorly. To stand up straighter, to like, to feel like you grew an inch, and literally be taller than like people is like just because of the way you're standing. You're like, oh, I'm actually this tall. Translates to, for me, it's like, oh, I'm actually this big, right? And for me, it was like, it was like stepping into myself in a in a fuller way. So I got I got addicted to that. I was like, oh no no no, like this has to stay.
1: What's <laughs> up? So
2: what would you, if you could tell yourself? Anything from, you know, from the time you like when you were a teenager and you were like, you know, I remember when you were dancing in clothes that you still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this dude! Oh my god, the do rags yes. and the jeans man.
0: The do rags
2: and the fucking with size forty two jeans. Exactly, with the wedding dress, uh, uh long shirt, dress, long tall yes, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you gotta, and you gotta
0: double them up because you got to oh,
2: cool. two tone. Of course, of course, of course. You gotta have the under, <laughs> and then you gotta roll. Yeah, it's the whole thing. This dude was dancing. Mm-hmm. He was doing the B two K and that. Word. So <laughs> yeah, he had he the whole thing down. Yo, Yeah, yo, that, don't get it twisted, man. Amari still can do a thing. Bump, bump, bump. Right. Um, yeah. But long story, like, yeah. Uh, what would you tell yourself? So what would you, if you could tell yourself, like, something back then? You know.
0: Yo, like- it's actually funny you asked that. Yeah. Um, when I was That kid, yeah. um, I was actually going through periods of like extreme bullying, right? Um, I was not popular, and well, I was not popular the way I wanted to be uh, in school at all. So I went through this period of extreme bullying, and I remember there was a night that, like, um, no bullshit, like I was up crying in my bed just about like something that had happened at school that day, and like hating it, and feeling like there was not a way for me to like avoid that experience, and saying like, yo, I wish. An older version of my myself could like pop up in this room, and just like, I don't know, man, just like look cool or something, or like just be cool and tell me that like, yo, you're gonna be fine, bro. Like it gets better. Like just like like just give me that, so that I can weather the storm, kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest with you, man, like there's there's times where I really like, it might be. Through um, like a project or something like that, but there's times where I kind of see myself and I'm like, yo, I'm pretty much the guy that I would have wanted me to be, and like physically, like from the outside, you know what I'm saying? Like I made, mm-hmm. I didn't like have a, thought, oh, I'm gonna have locks and tattoos, but I did like the tattoo thing for sure. Um, but just like seeing myself comfortable in my own skin uh, would have done a lot for me.
2: Mm, that's an inter- that's an interesting kind of representation. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know we, what i mean like that. you know what I asking where, people, where you... like
0: taking up all the space in your body you know what i mean if you if your body is like if your spirit right and your mm. body's like a mech suit like a gundam or something like that it's like mm. you can choose to not take up all the room and there will be a whole lot of empty space between you and the edges of your body suits and that's what i feel like i did for a lot of my life like i was shrinking myself
1: that's interesting yeah. hmm. Uh, I was going to ask you. I was curious. Do you feel like, where was your bullying coming from? Was it was it a race? Was it your body? Was it just who you hung out with? Do you have an idea where it came from? Um,
0: no, I definitely do. I mean, like, there's an aspect of it where it's like, "Yo, kids are me. Um, yeah. There's an additional aspect of it where the the home life that I grew up in. To give you an example, I remember in it was either kindergarten or first grade. And this is another like memory clears day. This
1: girl Devony Davis fucking hated bitch. So <laughs> Baby D's cousin, like six years old. <laughs> Y'all don't know Baby D. Yo, shout out Devony
2: Davis. Nah, um. <laughs> she, she's I had a she's had, you'll you'll had a rough go since she hung out with Yo, you. She, she Might have, yeah. Might've. It's been a downward, you know.
0: <laughs> um, but the, well, actually, you know what? To say that to say that actually is true, and you'll you'll actually hear it in the story. So in like first grade, <laughs> it's like in it's kindergarten or first grade. Sure. And Devin Davis called me an idiot or stupid. One of those two words. I don't remember which one. Don't matter. But I did, the, the language wasn't used in my house. So I actually didn't know what that word meant, which just piled on to like the laughter of like, oh, this kid is so stupid. He doesn't know what stupid means. Right. Damn. In reality, yeah. it was just like my household. Like we didn't use that. Like my parents did yeah. not do that shit. So... um. I would say like that's that's an example of it, but I wasn't equipped with certain things socially in terms of how to assert myself because I wasn't put in situations at home where I needed to.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So it's like everything just kind of came to me, or I was like permitted to be this like full person, whether it was like my emotionality or like something like that. So like a lot of me growing up um, and getting made fun of was like really just the like okay, you're not exuding like. the the masculinity that I'm familiar with. So you must be gay and, or like a list of other things. Right. So it's like, a lot of it was like, it'd be like, and then, you know, I'm in like the, I'm in the music, I'm in the arts, I'm in the theater and all that stuff. So there's like, there's always been these like associations um, that were made, especially in like the nineties. So it's like, yo, this kid is gay. Or like, you you know, he's a little fairy. Like that was, that was a lot of the, um, it was just the idea that I was not, the form of masculine that they were used to. Yeah. Um, and I think also in retrospect, like talking to people I went to school with, they are like, yo, girls are comfortable with you. So, so you were around a lot of girls. And so I'm sure that, like though, there, was a, there was some projection from the guys as far as that too. Got it, got it. But I'm in my mind, it was like, yeah, but I'm practically like the gay best friend. Like, I, it's not like I'm getting play over here. Like, I'm just, I'm just here.
3: Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> really, because guys won't play with me. So it's like, <laughs>
3: yeah yeah man q what about you what is your uh your experience with working out when did that come oh my to?
2: goodness man you uh, should come to me last Which why rock gym owner <clears throat> why huh why because i feel like i feel like it takes so much it'll L- take it'll take to like
1: so it's about like, so let's make it the q show let's go yeah oh my goodness let's see, let's see. you deserve oh. this come on sexual chocolate Look here. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
3: it's perfect to lead into you because Nico is just hyping you up about how you helped him with the kettlebell. So like, That's let's. Real. Do, That's real. Yeah. That's real. You know what I mean? Real. So why wouldn't we, we just but roll right up? Well. I
2: mean, also the man. I mean, all, you know, part of his fitness journey is being a Karma Loop model. Uh, yep. Yeah. I'm saying literally yeah. is a sex symbol.
0: And, you know, I, I did some things in between. Uh-huh. Like in between, <laughs> you know
2: <laughs> what I'm saying.
1: Stuff like that, but, like,
0: no. I wasn't really working out. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, you you
2: know, know. I was
1: doing my thing, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I said, if I was a clothing model, that suggests <laughs> that the shirts were not off yet.
1: So I mean, how was I supposed was- to know everything I appointed for my dance and choreography video? How did I know it was supposed to rain every day? I didn't know.
2: <laughs> it's in the rain it the with my on my shirt. <laughs> takes the same bus route. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can always time it perfectly. Hey, what's up, Man, girl? Like this is my favorite stuff. puddle. I'm going to stomp the shit out
1: of this puddle. I thought you came
2: back like two hours
0: before with a bottle of water and just made the puddle into- and <laughs>
2: stuff. It's 102 degrees outside. Right? Is there a puddle of water? It's right here. <laughs> Q, you're not getting out of this. Q, <laughs> you know, yeah, tell us, how, <laughs> tell us how Black Rushmore was made. How Black Rushmore was made. How was ring. Black Rushmore made? That was the <laughs> uh, I, uh, my, so it's funny because uh, the the school of training and strength and condition I come from, they uh, they often, you know, they're they're that they're they are of that school of thought that um, there's like fitness, like the actual clinical, you know, process of actually you know, working on your physiological health and building stamina, strength, agility, coordination, balance, etc. Mm-hmm. And then there's like marketing fitness, right? Which is like muscle confusion, peanut, all that rest of that shit, right? Uh, all the weird terms that actually don't mean anything. The fact that people still think that they're detoxing uh, when they're in a sauna, um, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I kind of got started in, in you know, mine, mine all started because I was a fat kid. Period. Uh, I was like made as fun as of. As a child, you were a husky. Yeah, yeah. Not even, yo. Not even. Um, well, I was, I was like, I was just big for a while, right? But I was like, I was like pudgy cute. So I thought like, yeah, you, you know, carried it well. Yeah, I could always talk. Yeah. Um, and then I had surgery on my leg when I was 13. Uh, wow. they broke and reset my leg, um, corrective, and that laid me up for about a about uh, a little bit more than a year, and so I just basically just put on weight from then. Yeah. And then on physical therapy um, you know, in the pool, stuff like that. <clears throat> Doctor said, you know, you're not going to be able to do a whole bunch of stuff. So, um, so basically high school was just me packing on weight. And then on top of it, I went, my mom sent me to this, um, sent me to an, all, all pretty much all white school. So, and I was, I didn't realize I was as militant as I was, <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least my internal compass was like, I remember teachers legitimately asked me like, are you okay? Like here, cause all your projects are on like Malcolm X and like, you know, like, all, like yeah, I'm wrong, OK, Miss Johnson. Something <laughs> wrong like, with you. Yeah. And just I didn't, I wasn't paying attention. And like, I wouldn't pay attention in class. I would fall asleep and just take the test. Um, <laughs> just be done. Like, I was just fucked fuck this school. And I feel bad about it during that time, um, because like my mom was spending a lot of money and a lot of like effort to get me in there and do things. And I was just like, I'm smart. I don't fucking want to be here. Were you bust? Tell me I'm not smart.
1: Hmm? you wanted to bus kids were you in a private school like
2: uh yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah i was at uh, the, the lady would pick you up in the minivan yep, yeah. um they'd drive like for a fucking hour yep. and change picking up all I the other colored kids yeah, yeah i got yeah, you yeah yeah, yeah yeah so um yeah oh man
4: so many stories so um
2: <laughs> <laughs> so many stories so many and so and you did that all the way can't... through high school yeah that was my whole high school career was a okay. uh, whole high school was just one place that was the only time we stopped really moving uh was when i went to high school up until that time i I, we lived in like this house that, that i'm in is you know but well, we you know my much like dave Chappelle, he's like oh i you know i'm not from dc i'm from silver spring i'm from i came to uh northeast dc but i because of dc schools not being you know what they are now because you know gentrification yeah, yeah. and so <laughs> And so like my mom was trying to send me to the best school, so that meant Maryland, that meant uh yeah, yeah. Virginia, that meant like going around places, uh, you know, out sometimes, you know, forty five minutes to an hour away, yeah. uh she's changing doing yeah, doing the thing. Yeah, she's hustling, right? Um, so you know, continue putting on weight. Uh, my leg got better, I was able to walk, I was able to run, I was able to do things. So one of the camps mom sent me to uh <clears throat> you know what, I'm just going to put this out here. My mom sent me to, uh, and I asked to go to a fat camp. So I went to the one that's on MTV before it was on MTV. Yeah. And Chill. I lost, like, that's how long my weight problem's been going on. <laughs> this is how long it's been going on. And so we saved up all the money, did all the things. I I put together some of my ducats, and I went. I stayed for the summer, lost, like, a bu- bunch of weight, like, went, from, lost, like, 40 pounds, came back, was like, this is going to be great, going to keep going, and didn't. <laughs> and by the time i graduated from high school i was 285. Um, by the time i went to college because i went to college a semester late um i was 330 pounds um wow. yeah and like you know, the same you frame been? yeah i mean that's the last time i measured was right before i went to college yeah. um i measured at 330 and i got blue yeah, and i'm five six on a good day um, a man said on a good, good day, day. Five, yeah, five six on a good, good day. day. That's there. Yeah. I can wear the right shoes in, in front, like a five seven, but you know, you know how that goes. Short king energy, um, so hey, they, short king energy. <laughs> you know I'm saying, we take up space, um, so just not vertical, um, so. Yeah, it was 3:30. I got to college. Um, you know, all my shit got stolen. I'm like super depressed. I don't even know what depressed is, right? And um, yeah. I just start. I was like, I'm like, fuck it. Like everybody's depending on me to do this shit. Um, to, to like, you know, everything. In my, like I've been, I'm here to become who I'm going to be. And I didn't even have that language down. I just was like, boom, I got to do this. So um, I start going to the gym in the morning, and I uh, will get on the Uh, I get on a Stairmaster, take like four steps. I'm like, that's bullshit. I'm never getting on that motherfucker again. (laughs) Um, And it's not like I've never been. Like, you know, again, I've been having weight problems my whole life. My mom has been like sneaking me into gyms. She's been like taking me, having me take weight loss supplements, having me take shakes, all types of stuff to get me lose weight. So like, I'm not new to the gym, right? Like I picked up Arnold Schwarzenegger's Encyclopedia Bodybuilding when I was like, uh for when i was laid up when i was 13 years old and i, I was reading that and the westminster kennel kennel club um uh so i learned about dog breeds like crazy and i know and that was my first book on like learning how to train was in monosource encyclopedia of bodybuilding when i was 13 years old i read it's that bible, shit covered to mother that's hmm? the bible forever yeah i had yeah and i have that version i had have you know we you get that you get that original print that says like that's like, they took all the, they put all the steroid stuff in there because it wasn't illegal yet. Yep. Yep. And so you're just like, and not that, don't get me started on that shit. Um, and I, just all the people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, so, um, yeah. Lost there's a lot. Of, for
1: those who don't know, man, there's a lot of education in that book, man. It yeah. is. It is. the yeah. truth in there,
2: man. The, that's where the, the bro split comes from there. They just don't know what the fuck they talking about. <laughs> and, uh, Right? The bros are just like, you got to hit backs and triceps. You don't got to hit backs and tr back and tr- bias. So you don't have to do it that way. However, if you do, you, do your, you do your back, you're going to engage your biceps. It's going to happen. Uh, we can talk, we can go in excess physiology all day, but you don't, have, it's dumb.
0: Yeah, yo, ma- my man said, Nico, you don't need to do arm days. I was like, what, what do you mean? How, else, how would I work out my arms? Nigga, do you not lift the whole fucking di- Are you stupid? I was like, oh, shit. You, right? that makes you know sense. what Q is? But Q he
1: is like, in his own way, he did. In his own way.
2: <laughs> he's
1: like, way he did, he's yeah. like, like Reed Richards, you know, like, you get to a certain level of education. You're like, everybody's dumb to you because <laughs> you're like, yeah. simple shit to him is like, what? Yeah. Can you repeat that again? And like, all, all, can you draw it out for me? Yeah. And to him, he's just like, ugh. How do you not get this? (laughs) Nah. How do you not get this? No, he's not. No, and I don't want to dislike that. He's never lost patience. There are babies being born who fucking
0: understand this (laughs) concept. That is hilarious. (laughs) There are babies being born right now. The (laughs) innate knowledge, you fool.
1: Infidel! You infidel!
2: There's a sperm in my testicle right now, that will eventually become me. Jeez. Part two, right?
4: Has already solved
2: this equation. What's wrong with
1: you? Get your shit together. He's drawing new equations on the inside of my sack that you'll never know. You'll never know.
2: I've cured everything on the inside of my balls, baby. It's like a blackboard of, of, of the future. It's that is hilarious. That
0: is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, right? Check this out. Have you ever thought about the fact that your body knows the cure for cancer? It just can't tell you because if you gave it the cure for cancer, it would work.
3: Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. You just wrinkled my brain right now.
1: <laughs> you know think about it right your body Drew has, has to a press
0: control i on there. <laughs> like if you get a treatment if you get a treatment your body has to respond to a thing yeah. so it has to know how to respond to a thing in order for that treatment to work if you were to give your body the cure for cancer your body would know oh this is a cure for cancer but it can't tell you hey this
3: is the care for cancer, That's
1: let's <laughs> too much, too much, too smart.
3: <laughs> <laughs> too much, too smart.
4: Uh, God, to Xavier
1: God Xavier damn house you, Q. Edward Nigma. <laughs> come to the Xavier house. Yes, the,
0: these are the type of conversations that I have with Q Sober. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you and your riddles, Edward Nigma.
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> you and your riddles. <laughs> all right, but I'm loving like, this, Q.
1: But like, Q, are yes. going on here. Oh, here. before you get further, yeah. I'm curious. So just yeah. a side <laughs> tangent. So I realize that you're obviously aware and your mother is aware that, all right, the weight is an issue. But yeah. real quick, without having to go too like, so yeah. what made it become an issue? Like, I understand what you're saying. Like, all right, I did ABC because I had to deal with the weight. Yeah. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, for example, there are some families that are like, oh, whatever. He just eats a lot. He's a big boy. He's growing. Like, yeah. at what point yeah, were you yeah. like, listen, this is something I have
2: to deal with? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my mom just kept having to buy, I was just, I uh, like, uh, was it health scene.
1: Was it more like nah,
2: it was, you know, my mom, you know, as everybody, you're, you're, so I was, I think when it first showed up was when I was like around nine or ten. I was nine turning ten. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, kids are mean um and you know whatever um i'm always walking into a new school um always have a new thing to deal with and so always get into you know always get into a fight um or like several to start a year and uh i think it was yeah it was around fifth grade um fifth sixth grade is when i started getting like picked on for being fat mm-hmm and like people would just say like little snacks I was like chubby, and it, I carried again, I carried it well, so like it wasn't like a thing. But like everyone started to be like, yo, this dude's fat, <laughs> like, and like it was kind of shocking. That shardy. one motherfucker
1: try to be cute.
2: Yeah, and so like I'd get into like you know, you know, you have to snuff somebody on the back of a bus yeah, real duh. quick, after school, you know, <laughs> you know, and just, and I'm a pretty, you know, I'm a pretty nerdy, but like. I, I've always had my, my I was born with these arms. Like, like yeah. Like, nah, Q like, will fuck you up. Q like, will fuck you up. I don't have Drew's hands. Drew has anvils for hands. Oh, my that's God. That's a whole nother story. We don't even talk Yo. about this tank next to me. Yo, my goodness. Yeah, that's the dude we need to talk about, like, right there. You know what? Boxing, I mean, just, football. Just side note. Like,
3: yeah. you, you would think about like how when you are little kids, you didn't have to have like a creative insult. You could just be
1: like, hey, this guy's fat. And that was it. Yeah. That was, yeah. the, that was the, the drop of the bomb. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or something Thank about you. your mom. Yeah. yeah. Or something, you know what they used to call me? Robert LaFart. And he used to <laughs> blow my mind. I thought <laughs> uh, they do that. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm like, it's so genius yet, yeah. uh, I hate you. Yeah. yeah. Andrew McFartland presumably. <laughs> like
3: yeah.
2: yeah, see? I anything
3: to come back with. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like trust me,
2: this is not the peak of comedic genius, I can assure you. <laughs> no. I think it, it does truly get better from there. But like but yeah, that's when it started, man, and you know, we we you know, my mom's boyfriend used to try to take me out for jogs. Um, you know, try to get he got me into, he's the one who, you know, he had to, got a weight bench so he got me into bench pressing and push ups. And, you know, uh, Tony Little infomercials. Um, oh, yeah. we used to watch them shits hey. like uh granddad yeah. like granddad from uh, Boondocks watched the infomercials <laughs> do the workout. So she, he'd be like, we can get the workout right now. We can do it right now. Let's go, let's go, I play football. You can do the squat hole, blah, blah, you can do crunches. So he, he played, he was a wide receiver and, um, and played football and he used to just always try to get me out to go out running. I'm like, yeah. I, think I ain't running. Um, <laughs> and my mom tried to get me, like I said, we we're trying to go to gyms. Uh, there was a gym that I was going to. I wish uh, there was like this moment where uh, I think I was, I was coming out of my surgery um, and we couldn't afford, uh, physical therapy, like we ran out of physical therapy, um, and we couldn't afford anymore cause we were doing so much shit. But my mom had this benefit with her health and with her, with the company that she was nursing through. So she got a, she got a gym membership and the gym membership would allow for me to be on there at like 10 bucks extra. And the guy who ran it was a competitor in the Scottish games and the Highland games and He was like, this dude, this kid needs to like start powerlifting and Olympic weightlifting like tomorrow, right? Like he was like, we're going. He's like, you can throw the thing, but you need to start doing this. And I, I wish I even knew at that moment in time. I did not know what those two things fucking were. I had no idea what they were and like my mom was like she saw it and she was like fuck no <laughs> <laughs> like plainly she was like nah and like I still to this day like I was like deadlifting so I didn't get into deadlifting I didn't deadlift for the first time until I was 20 I think I was almost 30 I think it was 29 30 yeah yeah that was the first time I deadlifted I, my coach to this day said he's like he's like I've never seen he's like I saw he's like I saw you we were training we were doing the work. And we started deadlifting a few months in, and you, he's like, "Your he's like your ass went straight in the air, your legs went pin straight, and you <laughs> literally straight leg deadlifted 415 off the ground." And I was like, "Fuck this guy," and and from that, like I didn't realize I didn't I realized that I was strong. Like I did all the on a sore dumbbell. Uh, I got to 100 110 pound dumbbells in college. I lost 100 100 pounds my freshman year of college. Um, I started. I didn't know what intermittent fasting was, so but I just ate one meal a day, because um, the war like that warrior diet was floating around. Yeah. But it wasn't right. a, it wasn't like a book book yet, but stuff like that was floating around. Um, there was all this shit. There used to be a mission. Sorry, I keep I'm like going all over the place. No, it's all good. But uh, but growing up, um, and sorry, this is a quick aside. But growing up uh, at the place I used to live at, there used to be this. Uh, not Seven Day of Venice, but um, yeah, he was Seven Day of Venice because um, they were they're from uh, Maine. They're up in Maine, and they're all vegetarian. And he used to come by, and he used to come by like once a month and just talk to me about becoming a vegetarian and vegan. And he got it stuck in my head about becoming a vegetarian or a vegan. So after I lost my first hundred pounds, uh, first after I went to College late, um, I lost my first hundred pounds from November to from November till August. Cause I still lost another. That's, I lost.
1: That's after implementing a vegan diet.
2: No, oh. I, that's after eating. Sorry, that's after eating one meal a day. Uh, I, i'm Sorry, after I lost the first, because I went from I. When I got home, I was two. I was two forty. Mm-hmm. Two. Yeah, I was two forty, and I dropped another thirty pounds that summer, because I went. I cut out dairy. And then I started, to pro- I cut out dairy and then I started the process of going vegetarian, but I couldn't go vegan. Um, but I started, like I kept lifting and kept, like went to the, like all the dudes in the gym were, like, if you lift a hundred pound dumbbells, you can work out over here. And like, I was like, Sh- I'm gonna fucking move those hundred pound dumbbells. So I used to like literally come in uh, in the morning, uh, do like an hour of cardio, then lift, go to class, come, uh, come back to my, go to, go to my first class, come back home, shower, take my next round of classes go in the afternoon and then like lifting and then like lift lift um and so because i had that two a day split uh cardio in the morning a little bit a little bit of work light work just get everything going and then go back in the evening for like the heavy for like the heavy shit and i used to not squat and i used to only lunge i used to a whole bunch of dumb shit um uh, when i was in college but it was just to keep me moving. And I was like, they're, they're, everybody watched me lost a bunch of weight. And girls were like, what's up? Oh, my God. When I was in church, so I wasn't doing shit. So um, got out. Felt like I like, got, got out of college.
1: You said it like you got out of jail. Yeah, yeah right. So yeah. Got I was out. done. I was um, doing my
2: bed. <laughs> yeah. I went vegan uh, for three and a half years. Dated this girl for three years. During that time, she was macrobiotic. So I started eating macrobiotic. Um. During that time, I was still just lifting, not really doing anything. The, the real change came around 28, 29 when I met my strength conditioning coach, Rob Fusco. And that's when I started, and I was like, my buddy on a, on a rafting trip a few years before had a back injury. And he said that the way he was able to rehab his back and get strong again, um, not even after the injury, but after surgery, spinal cord surgery, uh, was kettlebells, learning how to kettlebell. And I saw this thing. he's brought this little 16 kilo kettlebell with him. He's like, I bring it with me everywhere. It's my fucking baby. It saves my life. And I was like, Ricky, I don't. Man, I don't <laughs> know about that. I don't know about that, bro. He's like, you got. He's like, you know what you do? You just give it. You give it one shot. He's like, you give it one shot. Do it one time and tell me how it feels. So like he was showing me how to do it. And I was like, I'm not touching that thing. That thing looks like I'm gonna break myself. And so a few years later though. Um, I'm like, yeah, I want to learn how to do these kettlebells, kettlebells. And it wasn't even hot, and it was just starting to get a little bit steam behind it. So I learned how to do kettlebells, and I got my strength condition conditioning coach, Rob Fusco. And he taught me kettlebells, and he was like, you mind if we go into powerlifting? And I was like, cool, but, you know, we started doing that. He taught me how to properly squat, taught me how to properly um, deadlift, taught me how to Olympic weightlift. Um, then I started studying with Craig uh, Fingerin, who taught me uh, movement and joint mobility work. Um, I didn't realize at the time, but the gym that I was going for was Maxwell uh, was Maxwell Fitness or Maxwell FC, uh, which was connected to Steve Maxwell. Um, and so what I came to f- come to find out was I was studying kettlebells, and I ended up taking courses with Steve Maxwell. But I was studying under Steve Maxwell, who's one of the four people, along with Pavel Satsulin, Steve Cotter, and Mike Mahler, who brought kettlebells to the U.S. Um, so I got like, yeah, I got this really like exclusive. And then when I went to go learn Olympic weightlifting, I learned under, I learned up Morristown, uh, WLC, uh, the weightlifting club out there and, uh, Morristown, uh, what is it? East coast gold. I learned, I, tra- I was training in their gym and that's where like Rosilix, um, Riviera who has the, uh, I think it's, I forgot where she has the, uh, she has the national title or national record for her weight class. She trains out of there um the coach victor who is like the he's like the coach 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 like he coaches the level four olympic weightlifting coaches so like when he saw my slow ass hips and like my fucking jumping through the ceiling technique he was just like okay so like this shit don't work and, <laughs> and um and you know my my string conditioning coach this is like this is like three and a half years of work and i was in a, I was in a uh i was in a philadelphia sports club my buddy had brought me in on a guest pass and he was like hey can you show me how to do that kettlebell shit in a bit and i was like i could show you a couple things but like i don't really know like i'm not really a trainer or whatever and the manager came over and was like yo you can't you can't be training people up in my gym you gotta be gotta be you gotta be in my coat you can't that's you're stealing money out of my pocket you can't do this like i'm not a trainer i'm not a coach he's like well then you should be here's my fucking number and here's my email address send me your resume we'll get you we'll get you set up so i go to my uh, coach and i'm like um can i be like like what's it what's it take to be a personal trainer and he was like hold on i thought you were studying to be a coach because like you've been here so seriously about this like row machine like crazy shit like rob when i tell you like (laughs) yeah we used to do these things called tailpipes uh, on the row machine with two 32 kilogram kettlebells in a rack position. So you do, so you do 500 meters, right? And then the time it takes you to do 500 meters, you then go into a wall sit Mm -hmm. with the, with the, uh, with you go into a rack position with two 32 kilogram kettlebells and then you go into a wall sit. Um, that's the advanced version. The regular version, you just stand there within rack position. Um, because you're, you're like gassed, right? You're learning, it's a breathing ladder. And you're learning how to breathe properly. It's the most excruciating and painful Is way to learn a how to breathe. The 500 meter
1: sprint on the road?
2: Yeah. Oof. Yeah, and you do this shit eight times. Eight rounds. Yes. Damn. Yeah, you Fuck learn how to you, breathe diaphragmatically. Do that and, shit in the uh,
1: morning. That's gross. <laughs> Every time yeah, I hear some shit, it, I'm like, oh, I guess that's what I gotta
2: do now. Yeah. So, so what I and learned. If y'all don't with know, the...
1: 32 kilometers. That's that's uh, um, kilograms. That's that's not 32 pounds.
2: No, that's 2.2 yeah. pounds per kilogram. Yeah. Exactly. So that's just like
1: yeah. a 70-pound fucking dumbbell in comparison. Disgusting. So, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah,
2: you put that in up, the rack man. position, which is right on top of your chest, right? You're holding up in a clean rack position, right? What can't you do, right? You can't lift your chest. So you can't panic breathe, right? So when, mm-hmm. you're, when, you're, when you're gassed, when you're trying to heave in hair, your whole chest opens up. That's not how you're supposed to breathe. You're supposed to be diaphragmatically behind your belly button into, as Elliot Hulse said back in the day when he was a person, right, into your balls, yeah. right, breathe and That's deeply.
1: why I used to pass out when I used to do over four bills on the front squat. <laughs> yeah. People are like, oh, you keep you doing don't... it. I'm like, well, I know why, but I, like, keep keep pushing it. <laughs> yeah. I just need to just learn started... how to breathe.
2: Yeah, until you learn that valsalvic breath, right, mm. and you're just yeah. like, so... We can we can put yoga blocks on your belly button. We can do all these things to teach you, or we can put you. We can just let you struggle. And the reason why it's, it's like it's like reading from a tailpipe. And then, uh, you know, if you have three people, you can do this like nice. That's round an robbery. interesting way. I never heard of that, that version about. Call yeah, a so that comes out of uh, before before when Jim Jones was still run by Mark Twight uh and before it was like you know bobby maximus and they had the whole breakdown and stuff like that when it was still mark twight and a bunch of like alpinists and all those guys because again that's part of the lineage as well is the gym like when when the choice when it was like jim jones and crossfit and like at the beginning of that shit right like crossfit was just coming together um and jim jones decided instead of franchising they're going to have one location in utah and they worked with and they did the uh they got who's Gerard Butler in shape for three hundred, yeah, 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 right, and Henry Cavill uh, in shape for uh, Superman, right, Wonder Woman, all the shit, and they actually get people in performance. They get people performance ready, not not necessarily screen ready, not cosmetically, so, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, they they're like, I, like Gerard Butler stayed for an extra eight, like went eight weeks early because he's like, I actually want to be like capable. I don't want to just. They perform
1: their stunts. Some of these guys like doing it. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, um, the. You got the Jonestown Sprint. Uh, you got a whole bunch of crazy um, challenges in there. Uh, and so uh, Jim Jones out of Utah, they were, they, I learned a lot um, from people that came out of that program before they, before they were doing the credentialing and before they were doing the certifications. Um, right when they were, and the only way to hang out with them was to fly out to Utah and train with them. Uh, and so I would like cut my teeth on that. And my coach was like, yeah, I thought you were going to be a coach. You should be a coach and i was like all right cool so i went through I, t- I went in i started coaching people i started teaching people he i like he let me apprentice under him uh he was apprenticing under him for, for like a bunch of for a bunch of time uh in between there and uh got a chance to uh get, i started becoming a personal trainer um then i started working with i got invited to uh teach uh, a conditioning class for uh, for muay thai fighters for muay thai fight team in philadelphia uh called uh, why am i blank cool hearts muay thai <laughs> and um that turned into the strength conditioning coach for cool hearts muay thai and then when they moved facilities that became the strength conditioning coach for some mma fighters at a fight firm uh that were connected to the usc uh in bellator and um then, so then I got to coach through the WKAs. I got to do a lot of strength conditioning coaching that way for combat sports.
1: Now, while yeah. you were uh, doing all this, not to cut you off, yeah. but uh, what, what was your walk-around yeah. weight? Where were you hanging at?
2: I would hang out at, I would fluctuate, depending on what protocol I was testing at the time, I could be anywhere between 250 for a strongman competition, or I could be juice fasting for 27 days, and that got me down to 193 and still, and still performance-ready.
1: Where were like you most comfortable doing... at? Where would you find your comfort weight?
2: So this is a debate that I have with uh, one of my old doctors. Is he's he's of the inclination, and he's like, I think he's like I posit that the w- what we need to do is, and I'm kind of doing it now. Um, and that is he's like, I think you just need to eat a hundred to two hundred at a two, at a hundred to two hundred deficit, if not at maintenance, but continue to increase your training so that way you're building, you're giving your body enough money, um, enough calories, enough. Carbohydrate enough, protein enough, fat to build and repair and grow muscle.
1: You just want you at a calorie deficit.
2: Uh, yeah, at a, at either a like a slight calorie deficit. Like yeah. Like, and this is you know this is what we're always looking for, right? We're not looking for 500, right? It's you want to get you want to get to like 150, right? Whatever causes the body to like kind of start using extra energy stores, mm. or we keep you at maintenance calories. Period. So like it's maintenance calories or minus 100. So yeah. he's like, if we do that. He's like I think he's like his his hypothesis is like look he's like I think you're just you just build muscle for no reason right and just that's you know you're endomorph you're meso endo right um you build muscle you hold on to weight you do all this shit and so he he <clears throat> was we were talking about it, and we were game planning and communications went south and then months turned to months and then the pandemic and whatever so um but now i'm i'm doing a thing myself where i'm just like look um he was he was saying i think you're a 209 to 217 guy the problem is that your body fat percentage has always been off so anytime so your body keeps trying to re- overcompensate by putting on for the weight trying she keeps trying to overcompensate for the for what's going on he's like i think he's like this is my theory he's like this is what i think i think that every time you diet below 200 that's not the ticket for you I, I think the ticket for you I think the ticket for you is like two oh nine to two seventeen, right in there. And then we gotta get your he's like and the goal with the with the slight deficit is to over the course of the next year and a half get that body fat number to like hit like right at double, if not sink like cranking a single digit. And he's like once we get that, once you get that body mass worked out, he's like you won't have to ever do anything ever again as far as diet. Like your body will just stay.
1: I would agree, man. I think you would walk around still fucking huge around two twenties. If you yeah, guys no, I'm DF down.
2: yeah. I'm two. I'm two thirty-seven right now. But I'm swimming four days a week, three to four. Sorry, I'm swimming three to four days a week in the morning. Um, I built myself a fucking sweat hut in the back for uh, <laughs> kettlebells and box and rope work and stuff like that. And um, you know, I you know, I'm I'm training my I'm training myself in Numa. I'm trying not to. I just weighed myself, and I think that's probably the last time I'm going to weigh myself. I'm really. Um, you know, Nico talks about body dysmorphia. You know, it took me 20 years, you know, from the time I lost my weight till 20 years later to actually look at myself in the mirror and not see the person that I was when I was 16. Yeah, and that's a real thing, man. Yeah, and like not like, I knew what I, I, I you know, I want to be like, oh, I knew I looked different. I knew I looked, I, m- motherfucker, I had no idea what I looked like. Zero clue. Right, I'm training people. I'm getting people ready for weddings. I'm dropping people. I'm changing people's whole lives and outlooks. Right on everything. I still have no idea what I look like in the mirror. Yeah. So Zero get quote.
1: get into that a little more. So overall, kind of wrap you up. Like so, throughout all this, uh, yeah. How huge a fitness what named like the parts of your life that obviously had impact. Obviously physical, but kind of what did all this kind of uh, what influenced it to play on your whole life.
2: Oh yeah. Well, so I you know I left the church when I was 25, and the idea you know that was a lot of Taking care of a lot of those, I didn't understand. I didn't understand what what uh, the community called the church was doing for an individual, a person, right? And so that became a long, you know, 15 plus year, uh, f- almost now 15 year journey of like, oh, I'm working on that emish- uh, a uh, physical, right? This physical body is meant to get this mental body on right to stop that chatter to stop that you can't you got to stop you got to cut that you got to some you got to figure out a way to shut that noise off so physical mental um emotional and i call it soul um i like soul a lot i like it a little bit more in the spiritual but everything that happens when we're training so the um, disney movie
1: soul, or are you talking about your soul <laughs> no, did you just no, promote so, soul no, i didn't yeah nah
2: they always get it right you no. um but yeah i i i really think that um and what's what's separated my you know my philosophy going into a period is that you know the body is not a machine you know um the body is a complex adaptive organism right it's got back it's got everything from bacteria it's got it's got uh it's got bacteria on it in it right? It's got blood, you got all types of things, all these different interconnected biological systems, living organisms, like living networks. It, there's an ecosystem to your own body, right? There's an ecology to your body, right? Um, you know, biology, duh. So there's all these things happening and it's just like to, to not at, at minimum pay attention to how you feel where that energy is going um i think kind of digging in de- like i always you know nico knows you know i, I say you know when somebody's in a plank right for the, for the first time right you go and they're like you know okay we're gonna do this plank for 30 seconds cool they're like okay i can do it it's like cool so they set up for the plank have them tighten up the abs extend through the heels pulling the belly button right you have the whole thing pushing through every extremity into the ground uniform you know, 10 seconds turns into 20, 20, now we're at eight, nine, all of a sudden that leg starts to get that weird Jimmy leg, that weird shake, it starts going, right, you're like, oh no, right, I hope that's not a derogatory, but whatever, anyway, <laughs> like, <so laughs> get canceled on something I don't even know about, um, and all of a sudden the leg starts shaking, like, oh, but at 24 seconds, all of a sudden you can see, and you can see it in their face, they're making, there's a choice happening, and that choice is who are they going to listen to, the voice that says, the voice that said at the beginning, I got this, or the voice is saying now, stop, stop now, fucking stop, and at 28 seconds, you see that knee drop, bam, and you're like, okay, hey, Jim, what, you, you hear that voice at the beginning, you know, when you, when you got up, and you're like, I, I got this, like, yeah, he's like, cool, did you hear that voice that was like, stop, stop now, and you're like, yeah, I heard that voice too, it's like, cool, you heard that, it's like, yeah, which one is you? And they're like, uh, I don't know. You tell me. Well, I can't tell you who you are. <laughs> I just know the voices.
0: It's like, nigga, that's a voice in your head. How you want me to <laughs> I can't tell you that.
2: That's not what we're here to do. But what we, we are here to figure out is which voice you're going to be, let become you. Hmm. And that's what this whole thing is. Is when it gets difficult, are you going to keep going? Yeah. Right? Are you going to see it through? Right, and so this echoes everywhere. And this becomes the lowest stakes way to really ask yourself that question. And you can change the answer. The only person that has complete control over what happens in that session is in fact you. And that choice you're going to make. Keep going or stop. Yeah, man. And so like for me, it's always just been like it's been that and then getting into the body dysmorphia piece. It's just been like looking in the mirror and, you know, and everybody asks the question like because I'll be like, they'll say, you know, Hugh, what's up with your, da- What's going on with your eating? And I'm just like, I'm really focused on tr- this space between structured eating that pr- provides a result, an end goal and that space between that and intuitive eating. And how do we get there? So that way, when you, like, and not, and, and, and not just saying, like, oh, you're supposed to feel it. But, like, how do we develop those feelings? That intuition that says, I, like, I can, I can do this without all of these. I, I take a completely complicated and complex system called diet, and I go through the sufficient amount of work, training, to make it simple for me not for not so i can go out and be like oh you gotta cut carbs but so i can know that for me i can have i can i can eat like i can eat you know these foods and i know what 100 calories i know 100 calories for me means taking out half a muffin right so from now in the morning i only eat half the muffin i don't eat the whole muffin right pause but actually not pause that's actually yeah that's the whole thing yeah ladies i eat the whole muffin so um <laughs> We <laughs> <Okay. All right. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> little jokey joke, little joke joke. But he truth, said, nom, truth nom, and jest. Nom nom, <laughs> nom, nom, nom. <laughs> gotta, gotta just get, you know what? Hey, you know what? I don't take that back. You know what, dudes? We Eat the whole muffin, goddamn. That's it. right. Double okay? down. You know, don't get all take in it back. Exactly, that's what the beard, uh, you did all this beard years, what do you think it's there for? Oh okay, it's a flavor saver, goddammit. God. <laughs> Get in there. All right? This I'm here to make happy, happy island homes. Today. You I'm got here to make today. happy homes. That's what I'm here to do, okay? Man, I love it. Today. From the rooted to the tootie, goddammit. Rest <laughs> in peace. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this man, yes sir, right, preacher. <laughs> the
2: hope rooty to the tootie, yes, mm-hmm. sure. 100%. I love that he's driving right now to show Ohio with his lady. He's like, he just told, he just told
1: the whole <laughs> world. Baby, you won't believe what he just motherfuckers just said. <laughs> you won't believe what this motherfucker just said. This motherfucker, yeah.
2: So, <laughs> but like, you, the, 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 honestly, the cheat code to all of this that I've noticed is just like where, where you focus your attention and what you say to yourself.
3: You're right, Q, you should go on last, because mine is not as deep as any <laughs> That's a tough act to follow, my friend. No, no, Dropping some it, knowledge, man.
1: some philosophy. <laughs> yeah. but that's like my, that's for like the listeners, my classes, man. It's from the listeners, man. They needed <laughs> yeah. to hear that. But then they also need to hear there's, like, many yeah. sides of people's fitness journey, you know? Yeah. Yours, Yo, like I said, you're the intellectual, yeah, so you yeah. just... A-Q. You obviously... Your that conversation could have gone for days you yeah, i appreciate nah, you dumbing I, I, I do that down nah, i know i know i could have asked a certain question and we be like well rob since you asked
2: yeah, man, nah, that's but, what i'm trying to stop myself now but like literally don't stop like, yourself hey be proud of the shit you put in it's, man it's, don't okay. ever stop
1: yourself let me say this now <laughs> You worked very hard to be as educated as you are, and to be able to translate that to other people, and you do a great job. Don't ever be humble or sad about it, man. It's fucking awesome. We bust your balls, but hey, man, we were very proud of fucking all the work you're doing. And like I said, I don't call you sexual talk for no reason, baby. You worked hard for that.
3: (laughs) I feel bad because I'm about to jump on. You said five
1: six. I didn't know if you were talking about horizontal, vertical. I didn't know. You know what Uh I'm saying? you like a little oh, yeah, tuna can yeah, 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 out here.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's trying to, he's going back to that iced tea. He's trying to get that body count. So, <laughs> that's great. No, uh, but that's amazing, not- man.
1: That's a, that's um, I think everybody has their, you know, obviously their story, but like yours, obviously there's a culmination of things that went on and, and obviously they all happened for a good reason. And you took advantage of, of a lot of great opportunities that present themselves and, Some people see those doors open, they don't walk through them, man, so it sounds good that you were able to network with the most amazing people, whether you knew it at the time or not, or, like, down the road, you're like, shit, man, I actually knew this guy, this OG, this guy, like, you know, so it's good, man, through your journey, man, you you were around the right people, and it's awesome.
2: Thank you, yeah, I, I, I literally feel like that all the time, like, that's what I feel, like, you know, when I talk to, they're like, oh, you used to used to drink condition coach for blah blah in philly i'm like yeah oh shit you know blah i'm like yeah and then and then you know we sitting there and you know somebody's like oh i just got into steve maxwell doing this shit and i'm like i'm like yeah and they're like oh you're the cat that uh blah and i'm just like man that world at that time and it's still like you know it's gotten a lot bigger obviously instagram has blown it the fuck up but like i remember coming to sandy i remember being in san diego bouncing uh with drew and like drew sitting there looking like he just came out the combine right like he's like ready to do like his 40 like he's ready to do his 40 like right now and then go to and then like in dress shoes golden, yeah and go <laughs> with golden gloves right just he got his Bo jacksons on right he got his sc trainers he's ready to go and i'm sitting there looking like uh you know i'm you know i'm like i was like dad bob before we cool you were right? big dude you're burly yeah. you're burly as yeah fun. that's it that, I used to just be be big. (laughs) And like, but then like, it was like the legend of Rob. At fucking tavern. Right? Yeah. So, see like, here's
1: w- a, but that's exactly what you said. It, it means exactly the legend, man. And it's not true. I've w- been built up by like by this urban tale. I my
2: little bike and I see Rob working out in the uh, in the gym, that little dirty ass gym that was <laughs> yes. off. Of, uh, what you call it? On the basement. in the him. garnet,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I see him.
2: I'm like, yo, that's Rob. That's Big Rob. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm fuck this. I'm go. I'm gonna go back to my fucking condo gym and try to get my shit together. So,
3: <laughs> Real shit. Like I started working there and it was like, it was intimidating just in general, because we had such a goon squad, we right? We did. So I came in as like the new guy, and it was you, Big John, who's like this big-ass Samoan dude, <laughs> uh, Kaia and Kona, two big-ass Hawaiian dudes. Uh, <laughs> we had the else? twins,
1: remember the Moore twins? Were you there, yeah, there?
3: I mean, I came right
1: after them. Yeah, um, we just had a big, yeah. like, like it was one of those things, honestly, if you didn't know any better, you looked in, you're like, I'm not getting fucked up in this bar because shit will go south. Yeah. But at the same time, man, we are all fun dudes. Yeah. We're all fucking around. We all, like, had a good time. We were dancing, but let you fuck up.
3: Yeah. Big Chris Haskins, the dude yeah, a dude's just big Yeah, Chris. Remember Nick?
1: Yeah. Nick was a big dude, too.
3: Brian uh, LeBeau, who's just fucking big. Just another, and, just another, all these, and they're tall, too. like husky, little yeah. East Coast
2: cat. Yeah. That was the problem. They were tall, too. Like, yeah. that one time I got messed up, and I just went through the dance floor like a bowling ball and knocked the fucking people <laughs> down. Yeah, and he was just... I just felt this hand on my shoulder, like, hey, it's time to go, bro. And I am like, oh, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> no <not> me, too! No! <laughs> I didn't, but you see, he's like, I, nobody saw, because I thought I was like, I thought I was nimble. I was real fucked up. And so, yeah, that was, that was. I would thought, I was like, watch this, I'm going to do this shit right here. I just, I, I, in my head, I was like, bop, bop, bop. I was dodging, I was dodging shower drops, man. I was like, whoa, right? And he, I looked, I turned around after he put my hand on, I saw all these people just like, nah. <laughs> nah. So I was like, ah. Oh. But yeah, no, nah, Rob, yo, that, that tavern squad, y'all were, cr- not tap. sorry, uh, PB, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Y'all man. were wild, man, to like, like-
3: and Nelly was like the, the field yeah, general. Like, yes. And uh, yeah, I just remember it was like first lieutenant was like Rob. <laughs> and then all these other dudes, and they were just fucking massive guys. And like, I was in shape from boxing, but I don't think I was big, big, you know? And uh, it was just one of those things where
1: like, I don't think I, I was
3: the smallest guy either. I think it was that white dude, Will, right? That oh, yeah, will. yeah. He was like What I
1: will say is, it, to our benefit... And this is what Anneli preached, and I took on as my thing as well. Like, I loved it. Like, I had some great teachers on me. But the idea was to be preventative and, like, you know, never to be reactive. Because if you did, you're like, all right, man, what did we miss, man? So our whole job was to be ahead of the game. So grabbing you on the shoulder before a girl got hit, you know, or, like, something stupid. Like, between that and our size, we generally didn't have too many problems because we had both of those, you know, things going for us. So, like, like,
3: talking to people was one of the more important key things. Like, you don't have to be super
1: aggressive. Yeah. Like It just knows yeah. it's a good backup plan. Yeah. All right, if I choose to fuck you yeah. up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times, like, Anneli would just have you be like, what, what's going on, man? What's, what's yeah, white? He here? was a Dalton, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, I remember I came in there from, I'm coming from other bars where that was the thing. Where you're like, they they were yelling at people, like, time to go, blah, blah, blah and i just remember i would be in there uh just yelling into the crowd of people and then nelly and there nobody wants to move and then nelly would just walk up and you'd be like now nah, leave these guys alone they don't have any place better to be anyway <laughs> and you just watch them disperse and i was like he just mind fucked this entire crowd of people i want to learn to do that give me that power so that i can abuse it like i'm to <laughs> I want to be like. I want to evil. use it for evil. <laughs> exactly. That's
0: hilarious.
3: Yeah. I want to use
0: it for evil.
3: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And he would just have these little subtle, like mind fucks, and it wasn't even about how big you were, and that's yeah. that's when I got comfortable
1: in there. Yeah. And if he wanted to, he's the same idea. He'd he speak quietly right next yeah. to your ear, but he was always in a stance where he could fucking three finger jab you. Yeah and you'd be bleeding out your butthole. You don't even know what happened. <laughs> don't get twisted. I saw a healthy amount of people fucked up. It, get, get fucking tossed out through the front door. You just hear the... You're like, oh, Natalie, what just happened? Uh, just give him a second. He's going to throw up in a second. All right, now let's carry on.
3: You did the quarter of blood technique on him. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Billy Ray Valentine court of blood technique. Whole whole quarter. of... Where the blood just drop out of their body. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a good time in there. But yeah, that was the first time I kind of. uh I think when I first met you too, like, cause I used to be bigger, cause I was lifting weights first, and then when I got more serious about boxing, like they don't want you to lift weights, right? Cause they say they say that it kills your speed, right? If your arms are getting mm-hmm. bigger, you, you have to carry that body. shit for longer, you know, and you just get fatigued, you know. Yeah. So they want you to stop lifting weights so much. So I was in the process, I was getting, I'd gotten much smaller from where I was from playing football when I was just lifting weights and that was it. And uh, I think I came in like a, one of my first conversations and I was like, if I'm coming from like a hillbilly, like hick town, Monterey, you know? And it's like, it's, it's really small. Everybody knows everybody. And like, there was like one gym that everybody went to. And at that time, like, I was that dude. Like, I was one of the stronger guys in there, and I was proud of that shit. And uh, I think like one of the first times I talked to you, I was like fucking, I wasn't bragging, but I was like, um, yeah, I used to do this. I used to lift like 400 pounds on the bench in this netball, and you were like, oh, wow. And then like the next time I was, I think the first time we went to fucking go work out together, you were like doing like five <laughs> or six, like for your warm up. and I was, I was like. Uh. Rob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. and I was oh, like, I really appreciate him not, huh? That's cool, man.
1: Yeah, I like, oh, I used to do four. That's yeah. cool, but I never wanted a breast bubble. I never...
3: Yeah, he he let me fucking believe that that was strong. <laughs> like it was, dude. and I appreciated that. Like <laughs> he didn't fucking bust my bubble right there. He was like, wow, that's pretty like, good.
0: Like, I appreciate you not making me feel like a bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, man. that was like. You know, uh, that, that's cute. You can live four hundred. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and I think, like,
0: I don't even... It, meanwhile, I'm standing in the corner, like, I don't even... I can't even have this
1: conversation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, but see, that was my thing. I never... I'd like to think I was never... Unless you're a dick and I don't want to die, like, yeah. like, you know, teach you a lesson for the future. But yeah. it's like, even yourself, Nico, like, it's proportionate to where you are in your life and where yeah. you are in your, your, you know, your fitness training. So, yeah. like, dude, that's awesome. Like, if you would have been like, dude, I'm, I'm really working to get 200... If you came up there, i be like, dude, let's fucking... Let's figure it out. Let's get you to that 200. Like, yeah. Whatever your goal was, I felt like I yeah. was always like, stop looking at what I'm doing. And I felt like a lot of people would do yeah. that. And it would actually force me to, like, figure out my training day around who was in the gym. Because I never wanted to work out what mm-hmm. other people were doing. Yeah. And it's because I also appreciate what the gym has done for me. And, like, I understand how hard it is to even get in there. So the last thing I want yeah. is someone feel discouraged, man. I'm proud of... Dude, that's a huge step man like you yeah. can't clown people for getting better when they're just they're in there already man that's the hardest part so i'm like Fuck it. yeah like, no nah, that's them. what it
0: was for me man like the the guys who encouraged me like i'll never forget like i, I don't remember the names it's not like, like we hung out right but i'll never forget the guys that like the faces of the guys that i met would chill with sometimes after the gym have conversations or you just start seeing them because y'all go with them around the same time yeah yeah um there was this dude. I remember this one dude. He was a uh, this Iraqi dude. Um, and he um, he was t- he taught me more than I think anyone ever did at that gym. Like, you know, all I knew was lifting weights. He taught me the value of like pulleys and shit like that. He was like, bro, what you're looking for is hyper, like is, is tension. Like, you want pulleys, Like, if you're trying to get bigger, like weights are gonna do stuff for you, but like, you should do this too. Yeah. Um, and like introduced me to that whole like world of stuff and like you know was the guy who was like yo stop fucking skipping leg day like we're going to do leg day mm-hmm. together cuz i'm here so yeah, like yeah, that yeah. kind of um stop so it was like really cool. like, people, day. people really really uh they really the way that the community comes together when it does is dope because i always assumed or yeah. thought people were laughing at me but yeah, i also yeah. did experience
3: that other shit too you know
0: what i mean like fuck boys whatever yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: i think a lot of people have that thought too and it's not it's not true at all like in Being around Rob, I've always seen him be nothing but positive about for like anybody just getting into it. We had a friend who he was getting into it and he was excited. So, like, every time I would see him, he was telling me about what he did that day. And uh, over time, it it wore a little thin. Like, I never said anything or got down on him about it. But, like, I was just like, I I, I got over listening to your entire routine for the day. Like, every time I see you, and I would see him all the time. So there was a day where like me and Rob were hanging out at this particular place, and he was like walking up the sidewalk, and I was like, "Oh, get ready to hear this shit." And like he fucking went through his like entire routine, and uh, at the end, I was like, "Told you." And Rob was like, "No, man, it's good. I'm positive. I'm glad he's fucking getting into it. That's more people need to do that. When you want to be positive and support him." Cut to like two, three months later, after <laughs> Rob had been hearing it for almost every other day too. He's like, "God damn it, dude." I cannot, <laughs> I can't deal with it anymore. Like I'm super proud of him for fucking going and being consistent, but at the same time, like yeah. I'm- I felt like we were
1: dating, it's like my girlfriend coming home, telling me about her day. <laughs> yeah. I get it, babe. And A and babe you, do you ever wanna hear about my day, Rachel babe? said.
3: <laughs> and he made me feel <laughs> like you such an, an asshole happen. for complaining <laughs> about it initially. <laughs> And then finally, when he fucking cracked and he was like, I can't I can't listen to another
2: day's worth of... So did you recording. know there's a standing leg curl machine, right? And it <laughs> yeah. isolates the hamstring. So I've done that for four yeah. sets of 15 reps exactly. per leg. Now, yeah, you know, Now, watch.
0: Because I, I, I heard that four sets, you know what I mean, when you do like eight to ten, he's mm-hmm. like... Useful, but like sometimes you want to do like five sets of like 12 to 13 if you're going for like certain type of thing You guys are joking, but this is exactly
3: how the conversations will go dude. I'm telling you This is exactly how it go
1: But I would also get it like a couple times a day from a few different people Yeah, so then after a while I'm like all right, you guys have got me all on the day where I don't want to speak to one human
3: That is the weird thing though because like strangers will come up and want to talk to you about like what you do Or like they recognize you from the gym or whatever and they want to tell you,
1: bro, your lats are sick. How do you do that? What do you do for that? Like, Here's what I love. They go, oh, you go to my gym. I go, oh, is that your gym? <laughs> Thanks. They're <Wow. laughs> like, no, no. I mean, no, we. I see wow. you there.
2: You're and... a dick. <laughs> That's hilarious. But that wasn't even dick. subtle. He was like, it's your gym. Oh, sure. Uh, what's your that light bill like? What's that light bill like? What's <laughs> that water bill no, like? No, no, no then he said thank you like <laughs> thank you for allowing me
0: to come to your gym and yeah. work out. i appreciate you. <laughs> like you dick bro yep. um i will say this though like for me at least my personal story like even the guys who i remember like i remember bro i was lifting smaller weights and i was struggling and all that shit. i remember these guys like snickering in a corner right by the time i left that city i was working out with them every tuesday and they were, like, really nice guys. Yeah, I don't, man, I don't it's, even uh, know if they. I don't even know, because I remember I got a compliment from one of them. I don't even know if they recognized me and realized I was the same person. But it was, like, <laughs> months later, where yeah, they were, like, yeah, yeah. one of them offered to, like, spot me or something like yeah. that, or I was doing a movement, and he was, like, oh, bro, that's dope, what do you do that for? And we started talking, and then, ever since then, like, they were cool as shit with me. But I was, like, in my head, I was, like, yeah, I remember that time you <laughs> all motherfuckers
2: laughed at me. <laughs> like, like, your so face really is burnt in my fucking
1: head.
0: So, I mean, yeah, no, I literally know exactly what both of them look like at this moment.
2: Don't get it twisted. Like, I mean, there's there's many different clicks in the gym. And then also, yeah. like, if it wasn't for, like, you know, being, you know, I really, I really got connected to, you know, the, the, the strength and the strength conditioning coaching and all the rest of that stuff. Like, when you're talking about being at the bar and people just like kind of stopping you and being like, yo, so. I'm trying to grow my legs and I'm like, yo, I fucking hate my legs <laughs> like, and like, but you know, people are like, you know, I wonder Rob, like, how do you like now, especially since, because before it was like, you know, this is, this is part of what you do and now you've turned it into a career. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just a career, but a career one that's of ownership, right? Like you're not just you're not just trainer, you're also owner, right? Yeah. And manager, right? Like you're doing the whole thing.
1: It's it's honestly it's all perspective. And this is something I try to do with my life. I've gotten, I try to get better um, you know, every day every week, every month, you know, it's, it is all perspective. As I get older, what I've turned to realize is like the shit I used to complain about is that the same shit I should be blessed about. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. Numerous mm-hmm. amounts of people, you know, again, it's all perspective. When you step back and look at it the, ma- uh, the macro, I have a bunch of people who, for whatever reasons, whether it's rational or not, that admire me in some fashion that they have the courage, and that's how you gotta look at it. Like, they have a courage to talk to some random stranger and say whatever's on their mind. Now, on the micro level, you like, yo, who's this dude? Why is he talking to me? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Is it at the right moment? Whatever. But in the macro, it's like, again, I gotta look, like, I'm appreciative that somehow whether it's little or big, I made enough of an impact for this person to like, hey, I'm gonna go out my way and talk to this dude. I'm gonna either ask him a question, make a comment or whatever. So I've been learning to try to embrace that and be like, well, you know, this is kind of what comes with the territory, you know? Um, So obviously when it comes to, and also I I, I like to think I'm really good at like reading vibes and reading authenticity (laughs) Mm-hmm. as opposed to somebody just trying to, like, oh, I want to be cool and say what's up. Like, I could read right through that shit. That shit I, I don't have time for all day. You know, the guy that just wants to be cool, like, he's with a girl. He's like, I want to let people know that I know this dude that works at this door. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I can I can pile drive right through those guys.
2: But Yeah, you get, you get tons of practice in San Diego. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but honestly, dude, I would stop what I'm doing, and I'll take my time. And you have a guy that's like, hey, man, I just want to let you know, man, I, I see you in the gym and blah, blah, blah. I've been really trying to do this, and man, I will literally take my time, like, hey, man, this is what it's about, man, here's my opinion, I'm not telling you what to do, I can only suggest, and again, like, I think we like to do with most things is I come with a sense of humility, and I, I give them what I feel is my opinion, and that's it'll snowball, and it's honestly, it's a great, genuine conversation, and I think both of us leave it with, like, like, him or her will leave it with, like, dude, I really appreciate you talking, and I always go, hey man, like honestly, at this point now, don't feel shy about saying what's up to me. Like, you see me, say what's up, you have a question, I honestly, as long as it's the appropriate time, I have no problem answering you. And I think that right there also breaks a barrier that I've dealt with a long time. Like, off first look, man, I mean, I like the... People don't know me, so people already generate this opinion where either I'm a tenement or mean or whatever, so there's also a part of me that's always wanted to break that, you know? So, to really invite people in to be like, listen man, if I'm a dick, I'm a dick because I choose to or because yeah. you've you've provoked me to. But overall, I, I, I like to think I'm a very sociable and, and like good guy to talk to. So um, I've had, the again, I, looking at the macro level, I've had so many people help me out and so many people educate me. And you know, I can only hope that I can kind of do the same. So when people come to me and ask those questions, mm-hmm. like, yo, well, dude, I see your videos, man, about the squats. So, I'm like, listen, I'm only tell you what it does for me, man. I'm not telling you what it can do for you, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I, I just give them. It, it's I mean, that's why I try to tell people, man. It's it's telling your story. It doesn't mean it's a, it's not a blueprint. And I, I don't think Mm-mm. fitness is like it's it's taking the you know accumulated ideas and kind of figuring out what works best for you. Um, and I, I feel like that's how I do it at the gym now. It's the same idea. It's like, you know, I have different packages. I have different trainers. Like not everything's meant to be a blueprint. You know, um, so it's just like, hey, you know to take a while
0: to figure out. Yeah, I man. Because right. I, I, I was always asking Q for like a plan, and I remember when he stopped giving me. Plan. Actually, no, he gave me one plan. I completely disregarded the plan, and then he was like, "I'm not giving you another plan. <laughs> what I will <would> give
1: you."
0: <laughs> yeah. and, and, and again, like being older now, looking back, I'm like, "Wow, that was a dickhead move. Like, that. ask for another plan. Like, this nigga really just..." So it's like, in retrospect, you know, whatever. But it's like he was like, "Yo, what I can do though is I can teach you how to make plans." For yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. based on the goals that you have and so now like i was yo it's so funny teach man, how it to like, fish, man teach him how to fish i was talking <laughs> i was talking to my lady today about like my 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 brotherhood my my brotherhood. my brother who cute and you know like how it's like progressed like there are ways in which like i i see now i'm like oh like i, I pour into my man like he, he appreciates this or like this this provides something it's not just him always teaching me because you know when we met it was like leader than mentor than like big bro than like man this is like my big brother for real and as i've grown it's like yo like i I feel like i feel like his friend you know um and i remember he was we were we were in the crib and he's doing like some sort of thing and he was like all right so what should i do next like popped out of nowhere we were like mid-conversation he was like all right so what would i be doing next if i wanted to balance this out and i answered and he was like word and i was like word like i learned this shit like i got it like (laughs)
2: yeah yeah like what what you know what would come in a sequence of like you know if you're which energy system are you working on or what basically what is your what is the methodology you're using in order to construct and create your programming or your plans and so most folks are like the reason why they're just like i want a new workout it's like well we have i have you know I could go well clinically i have so many questions to ask right or also like you know i can do like a sum total of like what you're working on right now and see what energy system is deficient in your current programming and then work on that right and or what movement pattern is deficient right i can see people walking over right i've got a limp because i had surgery in my leg when i was 13 so you know i i I know lower body, i know everything from like the navel down when it comes to imbalances just by virtue of my own n equals one and then back issues and all types of stuff so i think I wonder, like, first, Rob, like, where did you get your start? And second, like, I know we talk a lot about like lifting. You have like a sincere, you have like a sincerity and genuineness that like stems from like a uh, like a mental perspective relative to like and, and like view, right? I wonder, <clears throat> is there is there a practice that that goes with your training, or that butts onto that, or is it a byproduct of just the weights that you're lifting and the, that catharsis?
1: Dude, it's, it's not one, man. It's just a culmination of things. I mean, mm-hmm. I felt like through, I mean, honestly, you can make it my lifting career, if you will, you know, because it, it went through many forms, many different maturations. And I, I've gotten the, the, the two things that are important to me is realizing the connection between your mind and your body, like realizing that how, how important those things are to match up. And then also being able to think on your own. I think, like, the people I've worked with, uh, you know, and training such a word that I feel like, you know, people I work with that, you know, that ask me for help and suggestions, Like, and that's how I want to look at it. It's like, I'm just giving you an opportunity to think on your own. I am providing a little fire, and maybe I'm doing a little guidance, but the idea is past this, and maybe it's not a good business plan because, you know, (laughs) the idea is... To make you want me and need me, right? So I get more sessions. But in my head, I'm like, I just want to train people to think. I'm not training your body. I'm letting you understand the hows and whys. Um, and if I don't know the hows and whys, I want to find out so we can find out together. Like you talked talking about the imbalances. Like I want you to understand why this workout or this movement itself is helpful. This is how it's going to cure this. Because when you do this, it allows your body to react this way, blah, blah, blah. And I think the whole idea, you know, I think through and through I've always felt better knowing I've helped somebody out. And since I've been so drawn to the fitness because it's helped me out, I kind of want to pass that back on. You know, it's like kind of, you know, what do you call it? Um, I'm breaking it for now. It's like, you know, just, you know, pass it on. You know, that whole gift of like, hey, someone gifted you. Now you've got to give somebody else. And pay I, it and forward. I, yeah, there you go. Sorry. You're for, um, I do want to pay it forward. And I feel I feel very blessed, man. In so many aspects of my life, you know, and, and as many times I maybe I have my head down. And it's something I always remind myself. And I, I've been saying it the other day to myself. It's like I have more blessings than I do burdens, you know? Mm
4: -hmm. So the
1: amount of times I start thinking, I'm like, whatever, this is rough and stuff. I'm like, dude, man, I'm in a very privileged position and there's a lot of people to help me there. And I just need to just remember to stay focused and pay it forward. And I think that's what's going on with my training. I can't fully want to be able to give somebody unless I'm constantly continuing my education. So I want to learn more. I want to, you know, very, I want to have the most intricate ways of being able to translate what I do because that's one thing like you know and that's another thing about education it's like it's one thing to learn something and know it but for you to translate it and teach somebody else that's hard
4: mm-hmm.
1: like there are people with degrees and masters like yeah but it doesn't mean they can teach it I want to be able to be in a position where I can kind of be able to explain it and I don't want to say dumb it down but in the best way it's like I want to be able to have anybody understand what I've learned so to be able to again make sure that there's nothing lost in translation and I want to pay it forward you know so I think through where I've gained all that is, you know, kind of an Nico soccer well, you got your gym buddies. You may not know names, but you just, hey, I'm associated. We come at the same time. We've, we've developed this bond. We're kind of like a gym buddies, gym family. Um, you just naturally, you know, gravitate towards each other, help each other out in some fashion, uh, whether it's through work at the bars. Just in general, man, I, I've... The bond of having people around you that want to be better and you have that passing of stories and that passing of knowledge I've always loved that aspect, you know? Um, I was never bad at school, but I've never, school's been always tough for me to, um, what's the best way to, I get easy to get distracted with school. I find reasons for it, but you know, learning on, learning on the job, learning through experience and learning, you know, with people beside me, man, I'll pick shit up all day, I'll work extra hours, whatever. I love that style of learning. And I figured out, you know, use that to my advantage, like I need to figure out what was the best way I could learn. and I, I'm a guy who likes to learn on the job, you know? So it was meaning working more hours at the bar, means working more hours in the gym, talking to the right people, and reading those right articles, you know? And that's kind of like, kind of like where it all going, you know? And at first it started to be like, hey, I want to be a better football player. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't always able to like, you know, talk about being, uh, when I was young, I was always Husky. I could never play Pop Warner. I was too fat for my age, Mm -hmm. and the people my weight would have fucked me out because they were older. Mm -hmm. So I never Mm -hmm. got a chance to play ball until my freshman year of high school. And then, you know, fast forward, it was pretty good high school, but again, you know, when it came to education of weightlifting and stuff, it was minimal. It was like, hey, just fucking – we had an amazing coach, and he taught me discipline and work ethic and being resilient, you know, Mm -hmm. and coming in there being prepared better than the other team, you know. You know, I I remember realizing stuff like, hey, I don't care if that team's better than me or not, we're not going to be – one thing he always told me, is like, dude, in the fourth quarter when they're tired, we're not. We're still going to be playing like it's the first quarter. Like, So stuff like that, (laughs) coming in prepared, you know, knowing the playbook and being disciplined, like meaning no one's jumping off count, no penalties. Like those are things that you don't realize when you're young, but they carry over in your life, you know, being disciplined and being prepared, just always trying to have one up on that other person. You know, and then I go to college and like I said, you know, going back to what I said about school, like I'm a smart kid, but I was never, I didn't really apply. I was, I was always having fun fucking around. So didn't get anything to D1, but I went to this like Southern state school. I went to Bridgewater state and mass and honestly, no offense to school. They were a great football program for their, their division, but it was boring. I felt mm. like I was, and, and not to be arrogant, I felt I was better than these guys. The guys I went to high school with worked harder than these guys. You know, I had, like, the senior captain be like, hey, LaFort, are you good? Like, what's up? I'm like, what do you mean, what's up? He goes, oh, you're like, you're hitting pretty hard. You're getting mad out there. I just didn't know if you had a problem with me. I go, dude, I'm just out there fucking practicing, man. I, yeah. This is nothing personal. But what that did, is showed me the tone and showed me the, how these guys are. I'm like, we are not the same, man. I was like, I need to yeah. I need to not be yeah. on this team, you know? And, uh, but, yeah, I mean, and, and again, and that's a perfect example of learning you know, negative things it's like all right, man, mm-hmm. you can separate yeah. yourself do you I don't want to be that way you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah no i think I think fitness definitely put me in touch with like recognizing value um in other people's like willingness to put effort into themselves, like um sure, there's a lot of like physical representation that's a result of that, but the idea that like you're willing to take the time out of your day to like invest in yourself is indicative of so many other things mm. um that I started recognizing, not necessarily like, oh, if you go to the gym, you got character. It was just like, okay, I can see that, like, you'll commit to a thing. You'll commit to development insofar as it benefits yourself and as you see it does. So mm-hmm. I can at least rely on that. And it's like that demonstrates, I guess, a level of, like, self-love or self-discipline that, like, at, at minimum, I need to be able to know that you have that, to, to be around you and feel safe. Yeah.
1: Like, if there's a passion of yours, are you willing to commit to it? And a lot of times, mm-hmm. that's what life's about, man—consistency. And that's why I tell people about the gym, too. Same idea. Yeah. I don't care what you do; just be consistent. Get in here. Just do it. You know, same idea. Like, and, and that's one thing you talk about—people just showing up. Like, you know, how many people have asked me through the years about telling them to train them or what? I'm like, dude, just show up, man. I'm tired of telling you what to do. Yeah. Hey, guess what? I'm there. Yeah. So you just show up. <laughs> if you show up, right? Exactly. And, yep. and then I'll tell you what—the people who have, and the people who. And I tell them, you're not making a commitment to me. Now, granted, one, I need you to value my time because it's important. But at the end of the day, is you're making a commitment to yourself, man. You either want this or you don't, man. Either it sounds good on your social media or it sounds good in your head. I'm not mad at you. Like, I made a choice to make this a priority. But if you're realizing that the gym and exercise or consistency in this field is not a priority, that's fine. I'm just hoping that you put that energy towards something else positive. But don't look to me to motivate you. That's not my job. I'm not going to be there when you get fired, I'm not gonna be there when you don't have money to pay rent. I'm not gonna, like, I can't teach you to pick yourself up. I can't teach you to be committed to something. What I can do is when you're here, I'm like, all right, it's committed, I'm gonna make sure that I give you the best hour. I'm gonna make sure that, hey, reminder, you said you wanna be here Friday, guess what? We'll, let's show up Friday and I'm gonna be there right with you. Like, I just feel like outside of that, there's only so much I can do for you. And that in itself is trying to teach you like, hey man, you can fucking get up, man. You need to put. Like, figure out what your alarm clock is. Figure out how early you need to go to bed the night before. You know, stuff like that. Like, I feel it's a different way of teaching them how to be, like, you know, you know, take care of themselves. Like, you know, I think sometimes they Paying pay this in. price. They pay this for this package. Like, I'm supposed to be there. Now I'm their hired babysitter. I'm like, no, 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 man. What, you want me to go to your house and wake yeah. you up? <laughs> like,
2: don't. <you know, laughs> Well, n- like, no, right, um, <clears throat> you, if it cost, you know, it cost, let's not even do cost, right? People, when I lost the first, like, grip of weight, uh, I used to wake up early in the morning, uh, four five, six in the morning, depending on where I was on campus at the time, um, to get to the gym. And you know Rhode Island, so there'd be crazy snow. You know, you you were yeah, you're you up in Mass, yeah. You know, you already know Northeast. <laughs> Nico, no, too. So, and I you know I'm from <clears throat> I'm from DC. So my first winter there, I was like, we got like we got something like uh 30 inches of snow, mm. uh like in like on like of course like two days, like a day, and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And they were like, I was like, oh, cool. Class is canceled. And they were like, class is not canceled. <laughs> um, and I had to walk I, and people were walking like, they, like people walking in the street like it was okay. Yeah. Like, I was trying to walk on the sidewalk because I was like, where the fuck is the sidewalk? When people walk in the street, I'm like, what are you walking the street for? And I'm exhausted. Um, and, but I end up going to the gym early in the morning and, you know, I start getting on the treadmill. And this cat uh, next to me, he's in like a cutout, a sleeveless T-shirt, like on the treadmill. He's hairy as hell got a hat on with glasses and he's just like fucking uh walking on the treadmill and like next to me and he notices that I'm coming in like every morning he's like yo you you you," he's like you doing this and I was like uh you know in me I'm like yeah I'm doing this bro like you know yeah man I'm doing this and I don't know what the fuck he's talking about what is this and he's like I did the same thing I was like uh you know what is it i was probably bigger than you i was about I'm right, I was a little bit low, less than you you're like what like a little bit more than three and i was like yeah and he was like yeah i was like a little bit he's like i was a little bit less than three i'm like 178, 178 190 right i'm one, uh, sorry 178 180 right now and i was like what and he was like yeah he's like and he told me she's like i did the wrong way but <clears throat> he's like i lost the weight and he's like i'll be here with you in the morning because i'm still trying to cut up so he's like if you're in the morning he's like we'll be here and we started talking about the buffet at the fucking kfc and we started talking about like bagels and donuts and like how fucking delicious like certain like people like because you know the girls would come in and they would wear like vanilla perfume I'm like that smells what smells like chocolate do you smell that like you can't be smelling like fucking delicious treats while we're trying to work out i'm trying to sweat this and we would talk so much shit for like an hour just literally off and on like every time we would, like every time he noticed that i would get like a little bit like uh, whoops every time he noticed that i was i just lost my headphones hold on Sorry about that every time he noticed that i was like like, yeah, like wavering, wavering or, or some, like yeah. Ho- yeah he would just start cracking jokes <laughs> like I he definitely. wouldn't be like yo let's run more he wasn't trying to be like yo let's run more let's do whatever he's like yo he'd be like aq hey, and i'd be like what what's? and his nickname was butters i was like what's up butters he's like did you know that if you take <laughs> a chicken thigh and put it between two biscuits halves right That's also a biscuit sandwich. I'm like, that sounds delicious. (laughs) And like literally like just do that like all the time. And it got me me through. But
1: without thinking about it, that was accountability, right? Yeah. Because that guy saw in you what he needed when he was where you were at, man. And that's Mm an amazing thing about this culture. And it is a culture, man. Mm -hmm. It is an accountability that we realize we may all need, but none of us will ask. And it's a man Mm -hmm. thing. So Mm -hmm. he just, he he asked to be your gym buddy without asking to be your gym buddy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, dude yeah. it's a beautiful thing man I don't care what everybody says man you can cloud it all you want you can make all the memes you want but there's something to say about that gym culture where you're in there of your community you're embraced man Damn. you're brought under the umbrella man it's awesome yeah,
2: yeah. once you yeah, once you, once you, it, if, you know they were, they were snickering right when Nico was talking about first walking in he's like yeah they were snickering at me before I'm like that's cause that's what, that's what they do they're like, can you deal with this shit? Yep. Like, because that's the And other that's the East Coast yeah. thing too, man. I try yeah. to tell people that, man. If you can't yeah. deal with yeah. the dozens. Yeah. They're like, oh, can you can't he saw, and then, you know, oh, you know, I'm gonna go over and see what not, see what he's up to. So they send somebody, send somebody over, they send over the blah. Oh. He's like, yo, you spot me on this thing, blah, blah. And then it's like, oh, okay, yeah. no, he's cool, he's cool, he's cool. He's yeah. like, blah And then all of a sudden, before you know, like three weeks later, y'all fucking trading, like, oh man, no, you wanna turn you wanna supinate your fucking hands to pull in to get the better <laughs> contraction. That feel, hold it for three seconds, God it, hold it. And like, I was, you know, talking about your mom and shit. Did, yeah. you, you hold it? You're like, I held your mom up last night. And you're like, oh, <laughs> 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 like I got this weight. I'm going to fuck you up as soon as I let this <laughs>
1: As soon as I put this down.
2: <laughs> you better run, nigga, right now.
1: <laughs> you know, so, one thing like you brought the- up that, uh, that made me remember. And again, I'm, I, t- this is where I talk about I'm blessed, man. And it's blessed without even knowing. Like, so obviously I grew up in Boston. Yeah. And I always grew up. I mean, I didn't know any, like I didn't know a need for a car. I never had it. Like it was whatever. And when I did have it, I was like, oh, it seems more like a hassle. I never really had to go too far. It was, and I was always I was literally in the city of Boston. So bus and train was easy as shit, right? But uh, so anyway, go to the gym. I just remember like, do you ask me now, man? I remember, fucking to the T, like having a walk to the gym in snow, in the rain, whatever. But it was never a thought. It wasn't like, oh, yeah. do I want to go today? Like, nah, it was like, yo, just put your fucking boots on, put whatever, and then bring your X pair of kicks. Like, it was just something you did. Whereas, yeah. for example, right now, like, people are scared when it gets gloomy out here and fucking there's a little sprinkle. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> dude, I'm so blessed. Like, I, I'm glad I had the experience I did back East because it wasn't even thought, I wasn't even like, oh, I had it tough. Like, nah, I just, that was life, man. You do shit. How do you adapt? Whereas, like, mm-hmm. out here, if you went vice versa, if you are, grew up in this fucking disneyland of a fucking city and they were try to grow up in boston i'd like to think people crumble man it's tough (laughs) because they they go from the just spoiled and and again it's no one's fault this place is amazing but you do that and then go to the east coast Mm -mm. you're like what i have to go Mm -mm. out in this fucking weather (laughs) Mm -mm. like man I i remember my legs got strong just from fucking walking around in boots did? I remember when lugs came out. and I was like, you know what? I love my tims, but let me sport some lugs. And I had one of the <laughs> heaviest lugs boots. And when shit got wet, you walking through it, I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I felt like I felt like 15 pounds got off my feet when I took off my boots. But shit, you did, did, you it, did it every day, man. It's all it was like whatever. This is what we do. You know how far I used to walk, or how many buses I would take to try to get some pussy. And by get some pussy, I am mean, like maybe finger. Hurt. <laughs> maybe, oh, bro. <laughs>
0: maybe, bro. <laughs> Being restricted. Maybe to the MBTA in oh, Massachusetts. Day. Yeah. And like in having to uh having to like traverse towns or cities. Yeah. For, uh, for dating. Oh my God. And that's how I you would talk about you. Chick.
1: I'd be talking to my brother and cousin be like, I so talking to Chick, but guess what? Yo, it's like what? She's all the way on the orange line, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah man, I gotta, man, I gotta." Yo, and
0: then like, like, <laughs> like, people, people will like laugh, yeah, right? or whatever, But it's like this is realistically this is before Uber or any of that yeah. shit. Oh, yeah, so man! You have yeah, we didn't have no like, money for a no cab. To get around the but yeah, you're not paying for a cab. That like the amount of money involved in paying for a cab from shit. where you are to where you're trying to go. Those Haitians would definitely rob me the <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, and it's like even from the station, it's like I like you were just prisoner to the bus schedule. Yeah. So it's like you had to, if you were trying to be somewhere at 7, you had to leave your crib at like 3.30. <laughs> he's
2: not lying. And then you get on the pay and be like, hey,
1: I'm going to get there. Just wait. Don't go nowhere. Don't <laughs> go nowhere. <laughs> it shit puts,
0: it should puts uh, Uber pricing in perspective for right?
1: real. Tell you, man. That shit was...
2: What was you that what strong mean... what's that strongman gym that's uh right there off of the circle uh where uh you're going up into I think you're going up into Oh area. it was like that was Golds gym No not Golds no that's a regular gym our, there's, our there's, Mike's, there's actual strong. Mike's gym I think I think it was I think it was uh Mike, the name of the guy was Mike something. I can't remember his last name. Yeah, it was Mike's gym. So it was yeah. a Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a strongman gym around there. I remember. Yeah, I remember actually living up in when I was uh when I was mm-hmm. living up in Everett, like literally being on the MBTA and being a slave to that shit.
1: Oh, in Everett, yeah, dude. Everett yeah. was uh the Cardillo was out there. Like that's where. Um all those popular weight belts came out of there because you know everett was like a huge like meathead spot man
2: yep yep yep. because if you didn't go
1: there it was um what do you call it uh in watertown super fitness
2: oh yeah, yeah 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 watertown oh my god um but yeah no uh i guess the other part you were talking about like the picking yourself back up and i remember when we were doing you know, I, it's, it left such an impression on me. It's something that I do now. I think I probably even did it. I don't think I've done it with Nico because we haven't done any box jumps, but uh, whenever I was doing, we were doing box jumps and I was like, yo, can you like, can you put like a pad on the other side in case I over jump it or in case I fall off or you want to like, you know, prop up? Cause I've been with other trainers and they were like, I'd been with a trainer before and he like stood there and like had his arms up when I was jumping up mm. just in case like I lost my balance. And my like my coach was just like he was he was sitting there i was like yo do you want to put something in case i fall he was like don't fall (laughs) and i was like but what if i overshoot and what if i overshoot the box he's like don't overshoot the box (laughs) pretty simple yeah i was just like but but like what happens if i and i'm like so are you going to be able to support he's like no i would matter and he took like a whole step back away from the box He was like i will not i will not do anything for you you have 10. I was, like, I was like, I think it was like my, my first round of box jumps. I'd never done them before. And like we were doing, we were, we were doing not a high box. I think it was like a little bit more than 18 inches. It was not a high box, but it was just, I'd never, I'd never done one without somebody like there to make sure that nothing happened or like there being a pad or something yeah. else there. And I, 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 I would fucked myself. I'm a would cl- fuck up everything. Like, <laughs> like as soon as I do it, the, I fuck, like I told you about my deadlift, that first deadlift, I fucked it up. Right. Um, and so like that idea that like first not not only that nobody's coming to save you right because that's that's something you know you ought to get you i wish somebody would have just said that to me way earlier in life but like life kind of just said it over and over again uh, but yeah it, it just keep saying that like nobody's coming to save you figure this shit out <laughs> um but you're like the child the in dark Knight rises man you don't need a Sagan?
1: rope you don't need a rope you're like the child in dark Knight rises
2: precisely (laughs) Uh, so so he uh, and the other thing of like do do the fucking thing don't don't, there's no safety there's no anything there's no reduction of danger no do the fucking thing just Mm -hmm. do it like period jump onto the box now jump onto the box and land as softly as quiet as possible I don't want to hear you land on that motherfucking box I want you to jump and land on the box as softly as possible You're like that was uh, always forever hard for me yeah yeah because like he's like he's like i didn't because for him he's like i don't i was like man i'm too, i'm like i'm dude I'm like, dude I'm like dude i'm like 240 i'm 230 240 five, like i'm going to make noise in the box he's like yeah don't that was my question too i was like i'm big
1: dude I, i'd always i'd be like that <laughs> dog with his head tilted be like hmm. Huh? Like, you want me to what
2: he's just want me what <laughs> but when we do olympic lift do you want me to stomp the fucking ground he's like yes I'm like and it's like but which one is it he's like both (laughs) and like that's all that shit like a a lot of that stuff just came through like you know all the philosophy books yeah but all that stuff made the practice of it like there's a reason why the Greeks stole the idea of the gymnasium from what would be called Africa right it's that idea of like this physical body trains the trains who you are to become mmm Right, like how you think, how you approach different things. Like th- 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 there is no, like the reason why you're tapping him in practice is because practice is your work. When you get out on the field, when it's ge- when it's game time, you play how you practice. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. 100%. So like, oh, we're gonna go at full speed today. The fuck are you talking about? We are nope. unless you say otherwise. I am at full speed. Yep. Right. Shout unless out to Coach
1: Ratcliffe. Show me that shit in high school.
2: <laughs> This nigga, uh, he say, had parents like speed.
1: writing letters because we had practices all the way like seven thirty eight o'clock, and we were all mm-hmm. like, "Yo, fuck it, man! Coach says stay up there. We're not done until he says we're done." Oh, I love it. Yeah, Drew. Yeah, Drew. What's up,
2: Drew? What's up? Say the best for last.
3: <laughs> Mine's my uh, memories are kind of hazy because I was dealing with a lot of like family shit and home shit, so like, um, it's kind of. Dodgy here and there, my memory of, of things, but I just remember that like uh, I was always like a rambunctious kid. I um, played a lot of sports from the time when I was little, and I was was and continue to be a competition junkie. Um, yeah, if you, if you said you could throw a rock better than me, we, we're gonna be out there, sun up to sundown throwing rocks. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't like I wasn't a dick about it, but like I just loved so having well, a kids. mountain to climb. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. so, um, that was me, and uh, it wasn't until I want to say like I, I remember playing like everything like soccer, baseball, basketball, football, and uh, never really worked out. But like you know, you especially basketball because basketball, especially during summertime every day i was on the court every single day as soon as i'd eat breakfast get done with my chores i'd go out there and fucking yeah i was running around sweating fucking and till the gym was closed or till the sun went down on the playground like you know i went to go play basketball with my friends and uh that would roll right into um football practice the doubles before uh, the school year even started you know and uh that was it was, wasn't even like I had a conscious decision to work out or train. It's just I love playing sports with my friends. This was fun, mm. you know. And it wasn't until, I want to say, uh, I think I was like a sophomore or something in high school when I had a football coach who, I think he did like an after-school weightlifting program. And I went because I wanted to get stronger and everything. And he, to that point, I just thought you'd just go in and just lift and you get stronger, you know. And he had, like, the paperwork, like, Mm -hmm. marking down, like, what you're doing. You're doing this many sets. He had the science, like, you know. Mm -hmm. This day you're doing pyramids, to do this and that, blah, blah. And he taught me, like, all this other stuff.
1: Dude, I thought that was, like, the only way to live, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Three days a week. Full body. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That's exactly what it's doing.
3: You know, and uh I, I got so much stronger over the course of like a year. And I was like, oh, this is the shit. Yeah. You know, this for-
1: had nothing no to do being young and your body's like, oh, cool. Yeah.
3: And you're stronger than yeah. like almost everybody else in
1: school or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So.
2: That was my except for that one fat kid in the corner that reads books. <laughs> you ain't getting me, nigga. Got that, got that retard strength. <laughs> exactly. You ain't just gonna sneak up on me. <laughs> you got that kung fu grip.
3: <laughs> um, but so that, that's <laughs> that's why wow. I got into lifting, and then uh, I think I, it was kind of all the other sports kind of melted away by the time I was like uh, a senior. You know, and like I said, I was kind of dealing with home stuff, and live. uh, I wasn't living with my mom anymore, and I was going to live with other people. But uh, I, I kind of had somebody put me into boxing to help file down my temper, because I was definitely like frustrated and stressed out from that situation. You know, I was lashing out and not going to school as much as I should have. And you know, once I was done with football and I didn't need to just be have brute strength for, like, four or five yards at a time, you know? Um, I just went all in on boxing, and I saw the other side of, of my fitness, you know? Like, because it went from one side where, like, I'm really big, I'm really strong, but I'm also really heavy, and it's hard to carry that shit around, you know? And if I had to run fucking... <laughs> For over a mile, I would be, I would be dead. But then I got to boxing, and you have to run all the time. You have to start off with like fucking two and three miles as the warm up to get in, and then then you go start your fucking your training session for the day, you know. And then on top of that, like you're, if it's a day when you're sparring, like you can't take like little breaks and everything in the middle of a round, you know. Like it doesn't matter if you're tired. This motherfucker is still coming. <laughs> and, you know, you have to learn to condition your mind as well. So, like, I lost all my size. I got really lean. Uh, I could run all day without even thinking about it, you know. And I just realized that there's more than one way to, like, get in shape, you know, or, mm-hmm. or have your, your fitness goal. Or there are different mountains to, to being strong, you know. There's brute strength there's like that kind of enduring strength and there's somewhere in between too. So that kind of opened my eyes, uh, of all the different ways to, to climb these different mountains and what, what my, my goals should be or what I wanted them to be. And, uh, the, (laughs) I mean, uh, leave it to me to like kind of steer it towards the, the nerdiness too. But like, I want to say, what was it sometime in high school, one of the families I went to stay with, I was staying with, uh, he was my friend, but all right, his, his dad was like a like grizzly retired naval officer, right? He was, he, was, he was kind of a hard ass, and his mom was straight up Japanese, like her English was not super strong. And I'll go over there and guess what he had? He had like all this anime. And, like, so many of these fucking characters, especially Dragon Ball, were about, like, pushing yourself and testing yourself. And it's not even about beating the opponent that's in front of you. It's about beating the person you were yesterday. Now that I feel like that sentiment is everywhere on fucking everybody's in stories and shit on their wall and Facebook and Instagram or whatever. But that was my first introduction to that shit, you know? Like, my opponent is myself. Like... I want to be stronger than I was yesterday. I want to be able to. I
1: can't run today. I'm only a I'm level of to thousand tomorrow. today. <laughs> exactly. I need to be at fifteen hundred to beat
2: this man. <laughs> yeah, the. the <laughs> yeah, what, what, I, they. They. They say it a lot, Drew. Like right. Like you see it everywhere yeah. on Instagram. But they don't know what the fuck that shit means. No. They're still comparing themselves to shit they see on Instagram. Yeah. They're just cool right? hashtags yeah oh you gotta believe it you know it uh you only gotta look good for you and it's like but then they go like man i've seen all these people on instagram and i gotta get my abs right and it's like okay so like the this is one of those rare cases of either or yeah uh and you know um what 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 made it so like what was it about what was it that kept you running in boxing and what is it that keeps you that yeah what was it that keeps you like that keeps you going where you're like I can run forever like I can do this like what is what is that is it yeah I it's to, a like, few things
3: it's mm-hmm. a few things one is because the guy who was like my uh, like my dad wasn't around so I collected like father figures you know like I said one of them was my friend's dad who was like the, the grizzly naval officer and the other one was my uh, the main boxing coach that I had and he, he was a uh, he was about to become a manager before I just kind of walked away from all of it, but like he, I don't know. Have you ever listened to like Mike Tyson talking? he was like, it's pretty much, they're like brainwashing you, you know? And like, you're doing all these things and they're just constantly telling you, you look great, you look incredible. This and that they're building up your confidence, you know? And yeah, it just yeah. gets you to focus on this one task in front of you. And that's all you hear is their voice. And you believe wholeheartedly in everything they say. Like, and it's, it's, it's hard to describe. But he, I bought everything he said, you know. And everybody, he, I feel like.
1: I mean, you're also at a very impressionable. Yes, like, Part exactly. of your time, in your life. Yeah. And that's, you know. Yeah. And looking, like you said, I agree with you. Like, when you look for a, some type of father figure. You're yeah. Like, All right, his word is God.
3: And I feel like it's everybody who's played like a lot of sports, especially football, has that football coach. So like, oh. They say it. I would have run through a brick wall for this I guy. Right? Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, exactly. That's exactly what this guy was, you know. Mm. And on top of that, the other uh, motivating factor is that there were other, like I said, I was a competition junkie. There are other motherfuckers in this gym that were better than me, and I could not sit with that shit, you know. <laughs> so I'd be there. I'd be there in the morning, fucking working out. I'd be in there taking, taking the classes with people that were fucking, you know. Just starting out, i would be there for sparring, advanced sparring, i would be there for everything. And uh, yeah, this, dude, the training was so grueling, but I loved it, I loved it so much, it hurt so good. Yeah. Like there were, some of the drills were just fucking insane. There was a drill where he used to make me work out with like the girls team, right? Like they're, uh, they're, It's basically, it's a junior amateur team, and it's basically people that they're conditioning to possibly go to the Olympics. So these girls are good. So I'm in there, and what he would do is he would make me get in the ring with one of them. They'd go, like, two or three rounds. I'm not allowed to hit them. They're throwing whatever the fuck they wanted me. And then after that three rounds, this girl gets out, and another one comes in fresh. And I have to go three rounds with her. She gets done. Another one comes in fresh. And, like... After three or four rounds of just regular boxing, you're gonna get kind of fucking gassed out, and uh, yeah, that would be that. Would, he'd have me do these fucking insane drills and shit like that. But as I got stronger, the more I was like, as you get stronger, the more you're like, it's working. I can see the progress, and I love it. So I'll do whatever the fuck you say if I can mm-hmm. keep keep getting stronger, it's getting progress. better, and everything. And um, the distance between the guys that are at the top at my gym was closing. And I was like, that's what I want, you know. And there's another weird thing, too, is that, like, um, uh, I think later on, I moved to San Diego. And uh, I started, like, doing security and stuff with the bars and things like that. And, uh, all right, if you're at... At like one of these fight gyms or boxing gyms, like usually most almost everybody's super cool, you know. Everybody's super mellow, you know. Mm-hmm. These guys don't—they're not assholes, you know. Fighters n- don't fight. No, exactly. They're, they're the fighters I've met. Almost every single one has been the nicest, most. They don't have shit to prove to anybody, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would go to. The, it, you don't realize how much stronger you are than regular people. You know, so I would get to like these bars where I'm fucking like uh, doing security and you'd have some fucking asshole who wants to fight you and you're trying not to fucking fight and they haul off and do something or you have to fucking do something to protect somebody else. And it's like flicking a child. (laughs) You know, you have to realize you realize you have to really uh, mitigate how much force you're putting into, yeah. you know, handling these people.
1: I remember we used to... By we, I mean, I used to have this game, and I would have, even though they wouldn't bet me, I was like, you want to bet, see how far I can push this dude? And I was getting so much better at my bench, my incline, I'm like, how much you bet I can incline this guy fucking to that tree? I seen them do it. <laughs> I, seen them, I seen them do that shit. I'm not even kidding, I seen it. I'm like, watch this, you bet, you bet. I'm like, ask you want to bet me? Who wants to bet me? Just a dollar? dollar bet. Handshake. Let's do a handshake. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I don't know,
3: gaining – one, gaining access to this type of power uh, when I was a kid and then also learning – one of my coaches later on it was like one of the most important things you need to learn is control and, like, learning uh, all these different aspects that come along with these different types of strength that you, you gain access to. Mm-hmm. It was it was just all – and then I love the philosophy of all the different uh, – thought processes for boxing and things like that like learning how to read opponents uh picking up on habits and tendencies like the chess game you know which i wasn't i don't think i was great at it but i loved having it explained to me and like uh having the having it broken down for me you know because those guys are the top top level i have anybody who gets in the ring i feel like they deserve your respect i hate the following day after, like, a boxing match or something like that where somebody gets knocked out and everybody's, like, making jokes and memes and shit. Like, when Manny Pacquiao got fucking knocked out that one time. Like, all the memes and shit. Like, that dude deserves your respect. That dude's one yeah. of the fucking greatest to ever fucking lace him up. And it takes balls, balls. Even if it's just sparring at, like, your local gym for, like, with headgear and, you know, pretty pat gloves and everything. Like, it takes balls to get in there. Like, I don't... I don't like uh, the internet's reaction to, to pretty much anything, really, but especially let's, like. Let's put,
2: let's put Manny Pacquiao in perspective, real yeah. quick, right? And yeah. if people, lo- if people always want to like, like shit on and like kick him in the knees and shit, and it's like, no. hold on for a second, real quick. My man, the only re- the, the only way that they could discredit this guy, this year beyond what he said later on, because not everybody's perfect; these are yeah. heroes. But like, for, as far as a boxer is concerned, was Floyd Mayweather being like, oh. He's on that. He's on that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's why that's that's the only way he could explain it. I don't he's like, so. he's on, he's on that shit. All oh. right. And like and like other than that, he's like, oh, he's he's, he's so old or something like that. It was like he, in some way or another he was cheating. That's how good he was. Yeah. Is that the only way to explain it is that he was cheating somehow. Yeah. And like to discredit him. And I'm just like, that's a bad, her, that that's a bad. That's a person you don't like. When when uh when Eugene Robinson, right, the lead, the front man for Oxbow, when he was an editor for GQ, and he's interviewing yeah. Mike Tyson, and he was talking about what was it like to, and he was like, you know, you know, do you remember what it was like when you and Mike interrupts him, he's like, man, you know, I got, and he starts talking to him, and he starts, you know, when you boxing, because you wanted to ask him about the fight, and what he really wanted to do was get Mike into the ring. And like spar with mike tyson because he's like i've been doing brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah. my boxing game is tight i just want to spar with mike tyson like i just want to get in the ring and just roll with him a little no bit. you don't and then like and yeah yeah and he's like he's like you know we walked around the boxing ring in his room in his house and he's like he kept a, he kept like changing the subject and we got into the car and i asked him i'm like let me just ask him about the fight and then we'll get back inside the house ask him about the fight and he starts moving his fa- hands and he's mimicking the fight He's reliving the fight yeah. and his hands start moving so furious. He's like, I could feel the impact yeah. in the driver's seat of his movements. And he's like, I didn't want shit to do with him. Yeah. He's like, I realized at that moment, he, in order to spar with Mike Tyson is to literally want to, it's like, it's there's no sparring with him. No, no. He's that tuned. Yeah yeah he's that tuned to what he does like even in hangover they were talking about like how when he like him missing was like fucking hurting people like <laughs> like it was like just they just the just what was coming off of him and it's just like that that energy like people like when you say like you know when people we were like oh he was bringing these girls into like test or whatever it's like no the the energy system that you need to ought to be in a dead panic while taking on while taking on impact and still using your cardio like your aerobic yeah. and anaerobic systems and the thinking same through stuff. what they're yeah. doing and what
3: you're doing in response
2: like yeah yeah yep. Uh, yeah dude have somebody uh have somebody hold up have somebody what was it uh you have somebody do plank walk-ups and then have them uh skip a let like have them uh sk- you know do- give me all odd numbers to 50. yeah Right, right, while doing doing plank walk ups, right? Because plank walk ups, they're increasing intensity, alternating plank walk ups, right? Just a plank hold won't do it because somebody, they can just do it. But you got to have alternating intensity and increasing intensity while the number goes up. Something they can do. The numbers start getting fucking crazy. Like people are like, "Uh, uh, keep walking. Uh, uh, And it's like just keeping that logical process going while under duress is, yeah, fuck that. And oh I'm, my god. I used to love those training sessions. I used what, to love coaching that shit. What you
1: said. I about, feel like, like you used to love the torture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Because
2: you get you get to get real silent and they just chill. Right? And then when they look over they they look over and they're like they're like, okay, so and the 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 fighters again you. Fighters don't. They'll just keep going. It's the it's the it's the people who come in who just want the fighter body. Yeah, it's yeah. People who come in who just want. They just want the aesthetics. They just want to be there. They just want to be around that. And they're like, man, this shit is so hard. What the fuck? What what, what did you think it was? Yeah, yeah.
1: It's fucking tough. You take, you take one Tybo
2: class now, you think you're an
1: MMA fighter? <laughs> well, yeah. One of the
3: things you touched on, like how they said Manny Pacquiao was cheating, that's that touches on. One of the things I hated, like even before I, I got into boxing, was like uh you have somebody who dedicates all of themselves into this this thing and you haven't done it or can't do it, so you want to tear them down, right? Mm-hmm. Like and yeah. Rob, let me know if you fucking ever got this, but like I started filling out like around me with a story, but go ahead. I started filling out like I think when I was like a sophomore in high school. And all of a sudden, every now and again, I would just hear these other motherfuckers on like football teams. Oh, you must be on roids or something like when that. But I had juice. No. Yeah, and I was like, No, I'm not. I'm just. I don't know why you would think that. And then, like, especially when I started lifting weights, like I got it even more. And yeah. I've never fucking taken anything, anything past protein powder. He's and I feel that, like that creatine. I feel like that really <laughs> fucking. De- I got a story about that. <laughs> so, like, when I was going into my junior – sorry for the side tangents But going into my junior season, like, the football staff tried to put everybody on creatine. And I wasn't <laughs> sure about it. Like, I didn't like taking – I don't even like taking aspirin for a headache. I don't like taking anything. So, uh, he put everybody, like, on – they put everybody on creatine. And our first, like, scrimmage game against somebody, I can't remember who it was, like, just here and there – players were just getting these gnarly fucking cramps during the game. And, like, the no. first one was, like, a uh, quarterback, who was also, like, our punt returner. He feels this kick, and he cuts right, and then cuts left. There's nobody around him, and he just lays down and puts his leg up in the air. And he couldn't fucking walk. They had to work this cramp out. And throughout the rest of the game, everybody started getting these fucking crazy-ass Dropping cramps. Yeah, exactly. So, like, before the game, they started giving everybody bananas and, like... I think uh, some kind of weird Gatorade gum or something to make sure they're hydrated. But like, no, I don't like fucking taking shit.
2: Yeah, I remember we used to work out, I used to work out and I was like, yo, we want to go do some supplements." you're like, nah, I don't do that shit.
3: No. Also, I was like, I don't do this shit. The other thing was like, I think what, when he was trying to put me on creatine, I kind of looked up some stuff. I went to like the GNC. I knew shit about shit. I tried to go in there and talk to somebody and I looked at some bottles for something. I don't remember what it was. but it was only like... It was pretty expensive for as few pills there were in the bottle. And I was like, I'm not paying for that shit. I'm, I'm like 15, 16. I don't have disposable income like this. Yeah. I got. So I went home. And that same night, like on fucking sports.net or whatever show, there was like some expose on like kids doing like these uh, performance enhance... Or something like that. It was like fat burners or something like that. And it showed this family... It was like a mom and a dad sitting on the couch, and the kid was like sitting in between them, and his eyes were just wired. And he's like, I couldn't sleep. It was the worst. And the mom was like, We had to put bars in the windows. And it was like, bars. and they showed the bars. bottle, and it was the exact shit that I was <laughs> looking at in the GNC. And I was like, Well, I guess that's a sign. I'm never fucking taking shit. Nope. I'm not gonna do it. Not well, me. I think, I think do miss the last part.
2: The, yeah, the, the ECA stack. <laughs> I think oh it was, yeah. Uh, because yeah. Uh, just like everything
1: else. You yeah. abuse certain things. They had to take a federal yeah. off. Because kids yeah. were taking the, it. Yeah. Yep, like, you don't know what a fetter does with it. it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah.
2: The, the ECA stack was like the fat burning, like, uh, the, well, yeah. fat burning. There's no such thing as fat burning. But anyway, um, like, just, it, it worked to doing what it did. It also stressed your body the hell out. Anyway, yeah. um, like, the, I think, and speaking of the ECA stack, right, uh, creatine, right, it has all the research behind it, but... I think it's it's weird because like the stigma the stigma of what it means to be natural what it means to be what it what what supplements actually are and do yeah. and then um what pharmaceuticals actually are and do right and for me i had a lot of that stigma going into my training and coaching career right like i was just like ah and then i started you start working with athletes you start working the first time i got exposed to tra- coaching somebody that was on performance enhancers was working with somebody that was in their fifties and they were getting mm. testosterone replacement therapy yeah. mm. and their recovery. And I was doing their, I was doing their work and I was looking at their performance numbers week, I mean, week over week. And I was just like, and like after the six week, I was just like, um, okay. So real quick, in order to continue to train, coach you, I need to know what you're currently on. Like, what are your current, like, not, like what's currently going? Cause like right now, your performance doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so like, I need to know what's up and and so he was just like, oh, blah, blah, do this, but I run this, this, and this. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And it, 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 it wasn't until then that I started understanding all of the recommendations, like all of the things that people are reading in magazines about how to do certain things to lose weight and to train and to all these things have so much to do with an, with, with an athlete that is performance enhanced in some way. And so a lot of those, a lot of those objectives are not, are are not real or, or for a completely trained and conditioned athlete that is ready to do that work. Like, right. So I think, I think there was a lot of like, people are like, oh, you're going to, you know, if you do this, you're going to look, yo, you will not, you, you, I, I have seen people that are on shit and you wouldn't know it until you see their fucking performance numbers. And you're like, God damn. Yeah. Um, and then I've seen people that aren't on anything, like nothing, vegan as a matter of fact, right? Like vegan, all types of shit, and their performance numbers, strength to rate, wa- strength to rate ratio is like, you got to be kidding me. And then their endurance, like their VO two maxes, you're like, you should be on a team somewhere. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> you need to, you need to be like, the the, ath- the the best the best athlete in the world at the triathlon is not taking first place. Like the best basketball player is not in the NBA right they're casually at some gym somewhere running hoops with some running hoops against that whole neighborhood because they're that good right and it's just like i think i think people are so busy and i know i'm off on like a fucking tangent of a tangent but like um but like i think you know watching you drew and like seeing you train um you know hearing the stories about like people like doing it's like people don't know what those things actually do and what they're actually for and like what what that actually does and how much of that like that's actually science backed like you can actually there's actually research behind what those things do and they're regulated even though they're illegal to use like they're illegal to use without a prescription yeah and then supplements don't have any regulations yeah so you can just be taking fucking chalk dust and, like, they're like, oh, it works. And, like, you have no fucking yeah. idea. You have no fucking clue. It's just the the integrity of the brand to make money is, like, what's keeping that shit going. And, like, a couple of oversight groups that, are like, will blow the whistle. But, like, even then, people still like, I got to take this shit. So, like, the ECA stack was an interesting one where it was just, like, those are three ingredients that you can go get, put together yourself, and it will produce a result. Same thing with creatine. It's an actual just singular thing. And, like, you can actually just go get that thing. And so it was just like it's wild seeing if we live in a science based and evidence based society like why we don't legitimize things that work and get them to people that work in a specific way mm. and then those individuals that like cuz like there's oh, there's so much shit where it's just like we like we we like we just believe the hype instead of like actually reading the shit and like or actually going out like you know the amount of times I got asked, like, I'm, like my arms were always as big. My of times I got asked if I was on shit, like, was astronomical. And, like, never was, like, was not on shit, never was on shit. And, like, it's just... Uh, but at the same time, like when I started working with people that were, it was like the amount of stuff that you have to be paying attention to in order to do that properly yeah. and to do that well, and the amount of support that you need, and the amount of like attention you have to pay to your diet, attention you have to, attention you have to pay to your diet. It's like it is work. It is yeah. more work than actually just going in there and doing it just off of like a, a 40, 30, 30 diet program yeah. and, and going to the gym and sleeping it out and sleeping seven to eight hours. Like it's more work than even that. And it's like it's crazy to think about like the amount of like stress that you're putting your body through in order to produce that kind of result. <sighs> anyway, sorry.
3: When people when people assume or in, insinuate that you might be on steroids, is it l- a little flattering or more like, fuck you, I worked hard, you know? For,
2: so, for, so if it's coming from like a regular like, oh, bro, like what you cycling on, I'll be like, man, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. you don't even know. However, if it's coming from like a coach. Yeah. That shit's a fuck. He's like, alright, so like, are you running like, are you doing like, you know, be, are you doing like testy with like blah blah for like yep. stamina? And I'll be like, nah, I drink maca in the morning. <laughs> and he's just, and they're like, they'll be like, yeah, okay, so maca. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, for real. And I like, bring it out of my bag. And they're I like, like oh, that shit. Shit. no I'm, Yeah, I'm some real shit. Like, yeah, I, I do that. They're like, oh, that's why your body, that's why my body fat's so high. And they're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like, it, 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 it makes sense, right? Like, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, coaches, like, actual coaches who work with enhanced athletes, like, like, when, when the UFC cracked down on enhanced athletes, like, I didn't lose any of my athletes. Yeah. Right? But at the same time, I know athletes that didn't fight in the UFC for, like, a year and a half. Yeah. And not because they couldn't. I mean, not because they got kicked, but because they didn't even want to. They didn't want to get kicked. Yeah. yeah, they didn't want to. They uh, didn't want that. They they changed the t- t- contract. Mm-hmm. They froze their contract, went into a, went to a training year, and then fulfilled the obligation of the contract uh, towards the end of it, versus spread throughout. Yeah, and so because they would have these like little three year deals, and so uh, yeah, man, it's um, that whole that whole like, I, I what about yourself, man? Did you find it as a compliment or were you like, get the fuck out of here? Like, what's wrong with you?
3: Um, when I was a kid, uh, it was a mix of both. It depends... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, it kind of depends how they came at me. Like... Uh, if it, it first started in high school, and I think a lot of times I was, like, a little flattered. But... If it's somebody just being a dick, then I was like, no, dude, I fucking... Especially when I was working really, really fucking hard, dude. I was in there every day, all day. Like, if I had time mm-hmm. off, I was there, and I was getting my ass kicked. Like, don't fucking minimize, like, the effort I'm putting in, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that. Mm-hmm. So... I feel like it depended who was who was saying it, how they were saying it. And was I actually just was it from me just filling out naturally? Or was it when I was actually getting in shape because I was fucking killing myself in the gym every day?
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's like certain there's certain people like yeah. my, if a man asked me, I'd be he, if a man asked me, he's like, yo, you he's like, you, 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 you cycling, you would yeah. be Like uh he's like yo fucking good for you yeah <laughs> he's yeah like, he's right. like yo because and not even like you like you and if it were the other way around i'm like what if i wasn't he was like no nah, i'd have been like yo because he's like even like are you he's like yeah and if he was it was always like all oh, you are i'm like oh then i'd be like good for you but also you need to change your diet like <laughs> <laughs> like your diet needs to tighten up like right now <laughs> right like because there's more responsibility with that shit yeah um, and I think there's, 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 there's so much more, uh, there's so much more to every, like Olympic weightlifter, like Olympic weightlifting taught me so, so many subtleties about moving weight that, uh, everything, like nothing at the only, this is why, it's why I keep sticking with kettlebelling as the thing that I do at my house and Olympic weightlifting as the other, one like, cause it just, it, there's so many things it teaches and every activity has like its complex counterpart, right? Like, yeah. You know and the, like it's not just like boxing like sure i can go on and hit the bag however if i start getting into the 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 thinking behind reading a fighter and creating a strategy for a match and then going in and sparring out that strategy with another like oh like that's yeah. i'm gonna be there i'm not gonna i can't do that in an hour that's yeah. not an hour yeah that's mm-hmm. that's a, that's 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 from four to eight o'clock at night yep mm-hmm. <laughs> and probably in the morning uh, at 6 a.m. jog, right? Like just to get myself ready for the shit I gotta do from 4 to 8. Yeah, because right.
3: I'm telling you, I, up until, until I started boxing, I fucking hated running. For football, <laughs> it was the worst. I yeah. fucking hated running so much, but I learned to love it. Like, and it wasn't even, I think from sparring, it was really where my cardio went up, and just running was just to make my legs stronger, you know? Like, because breathing wasn't even an issue anymore. Initially, the reason I hated running was because I'd fucking get out of breath, you know? But when it came to boxing, I would get out of breath from the sparring. So the running was nothing compared to that. That was just, you know, you're running hills now to make your fucking legs stronger. That's Mm. that's what the running's for. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, When I was younger, because it is not the same now. fuck running. (laughs) But when I was younger, because I was so good at it, I was just like... I didn't, running was nothing to me, I ran in pads, I used to run and joke around, fucking running backwards, we ran, we ran hill sprints, everything, so cardio was never a question to me, even when I played college, even when I played semi-pro, it was -hmm. like my body was still continuing that conditioning, and like I said, from high school, I learned to just go fucking redline your body, man, fucking bust your ass, man, you know how many sleds I used to push on my own, you know how many sprints on the hills? Like, Yo, the prowlers? So, oh,
2: my dude, God. Oh, yeah, you had the impact sled, uh, call with the pads on them. Yeah, yeah.
1: so yeah. to me, it just it was just automatic, yeah. so but then when I didn't have that, and I had to self-motivate to, like, keep that condition, I lost it, and it's, it's obviously not the same, but, dude, yeah, when I was younger, I was, running was never a problem. And then when I tried to get in shape and try to do some boxing and trying to do that, that contest and the indie stuff, like, oof, it was a chore. That's tough, yeah. Especially she had my weight starting to realizing the impact that being someone my size and running would be on the knees, on the back, and like, fuck, yeah. man.
3: But yeah, uh, I was fine with running for, for for football because that's like 5, 10, 20, sometimes longer, but shorter bursts, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. But yeah. just running for like miles at a time, Yeah, I fucking hated that shit when I was Stupid. younger. It was the worst. Yeah. I fucking hate running. Right? Yeah. yeah. You
2: know, the, the, the president's challenge when they said to run that mile. Never, I remember. never, I never would place in that shit. Crunches,
0: I remember I and running. I just not do it. The pushups
2: were the pushups were fine. I could able at my heavy at my heaviest pushups were fine. Yeah. The things I weren't doing was that mile run that yeah. wasn't happening, uh, and that pull up that shit didn't happen until I was until I tried to pledge for a fraternity, and they left my ass on the pull up bar at like four a.m. in the morning until like seven thirty in the morning, <laughs> just like, just in a cold ass house. It's like until you do one pull up, we ain't leaving, yo. We wow. had to leave. We had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> like we couldn't stay. We could not. They were like, we actually physically have to go. <laughs> They're like, we, we've already these these guys have already missed like one. Like some of these guys have a six fifty class. They already missed. Like we got to <laughs>
1: <laughs> look what you did, like, you little jerk.
2: Yeah, like they were like, oh, oh, you know, and it's and, you know, and it's, you know, all, res- all respect due to you know black frats and stuff like that, you know and in, in that world um you know lineage and stuff from legacy but um yeah it was just like i was like okay and then i came. I remember i came back and i just would do those like i would i'd literally reverse engineered the pull-up so i could do a pull-up by like and like it took me about a week to learn a pull-up after that Richards, so, like yeah, that all one. right
1: read riches i told you man you're too smart for this <laughs> all i
2: did was reverse
1: engineering and all of a sudden <laughs> <it was crazy. laughs> now i can do it with my dick <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yo, I would lo- Yo, that's working on that shit Yeah, what's up, girl? I'm Bruce Banner so... I
3: like science and numbers and <laughs>
2: <laughs> But, uh, man, I geek out on this shit, man yeah. And I love it Like, I love I love um, Even myself, right? You're talking about running Like I didn't... I started running in December and I fucked up my knee, and I haven't fucked up my knee in a while, right? Yeah. Like, So, like, immediately I was like, well, fucking, I'm not supposed to be running. That's it. Like, that's all. And then I went through the process of, like, rehabbing and getting my knee back online and stuff like that, and I was like, I'm... I bought trail running shoes. You got like, that no. Supple Leopard book? Yeah, of course I got course that. Oh, do. yeah, I got that shit. I got both editions. 100%. I know you do. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, no question. Yeah. Uh, because That shit plus uh, the joint mode. I got two... uh two education series on junk mobility, in-range conditioning, um, when Kina, you know, uh, as that stuff was coming up and like, like, yeah, now, and then I wrote one and then, uh, oh, shit, no, <laughs> but, uh, and then if you, uh, if you, so a lot of people, a lot of folks are hot and bothered about, uh, you know, to get really big into their asana. And I'm like, that's dope. Um, if you're really serious about your asana and you want to get that shit like down, down, like BKS Iyengar, yoga, that whole tradition of yoga and that whole school of yoga they won't let you be out of alignment like you will learn alignment with your like your body period like physiologically speaking anyway i'm gonna get into um, some yoga
3: i've been yeah, learning to get like, into yoga
2: yo i think uh honestly there's a like there's a whole movement going on right now it's like really it's it's being really well documented on uh instagram yeah. um but if you get into end range conditioning uh uh, a functional range conditioning, um, really working on those lever arms, and uh, really going through the ranges of motion and maintaining um, uh, tension and throughout the like the lengthening and the, fle- the the extension and the flexion of the muscle of the of that muscle group. Yeah. Um, that I've never. There's a couple people that I respect a lot um, relative to like nerdy shit about the human body, and performance, human performance, and they just, like, dipped a toe into that water, and they were just like, oh, fuck everything that I just learned, um, and, 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 you know, not actually, but more or less, like, it, it, it fills a hole that a lot of yoga, Pilates, and, um, mobility work was filling up, but wasn't hitting the way that we, that, the way that we wanted to, and it fills that hole nicely, and, um, I'm really super impressed with people focusing, like if you want to, like working through dynamic ranges of motion for flexibility. What kind of range of motion? So dynamic, so like-
4: like (laughs) 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 Flawless. Oh man. <laughs> it's all there, working
2: through dynamic ways of motion. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's imp- that's Dude. the that's the you don't warm up static stretching. We're not dancers, right? <laughs> you true. gotta be dynamic.
3: Bro, I think this episode, I'm not trying to cut you off but I think we might have to break this up into two episodes, right? Mm.
2: Yeah. I think there's a part. I think this is I think we need to stop putting This is like in the it.
1: baby part. Yeah. 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 Uh can I can yeah. I st- can I like end with one funny story but we I meant to say Yeah, go. Ahead. So, real quick, um <laughs> this is only a couple weeks ago. So when I was in Hawaii, yeah. a couple weeks ago for my boy's wedding,
2: obviously way, you fucking sumptuous in all white. Uh, you, let you me tell you what. Thank, thank you. That was the first yeah, time I went was, all white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I like I'm always that. scared that was, I'm gonna get myself good. dirty.
1: <laughs> it's not that I eat a lot of barbecue sauce, but I always imagine <laughs> something red all over me. I'm like, God damn it, Rob, mm. can't take myself mm-hmm. anywhere. Mm, heard mm-hmm. that? <laughs> Whole muffin.
2: <laughs> oh, <old> muffin! No, 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 no! Not half shit. Mm-hmm. So,
1: actually, funny enough, that same night, right? So, we are. Subway. I got I'm a nice hearing. little. I always say I got a nice little buzz going. And so, kind of the preface we always talk about, like when people come up to you and they talk about your body type, whatever, whether it's yeah. insinuating juice, insinuating whatever.
4: Yeah.
1: But somehow, I always feel like you're not coming to me. You're just coming to me so you can talk about yourself. Yeah. All right. So this mm-hmm. is where we're going to. So. This dude comes up to me. Remember, there's a lot of people from this. At the, it's a destination wedding in Hawaii. Um, the bride and groom, the, the brides from Hawaii, and the grooms from uh, from the East Coast, from basically part of Massachusetts. And, you know, they have friends everywhere. They met in San Diego. So you got people from all over the country, whatever. So anyone there, they're all they're good people. They're friends. Keep that in mind. So I'm kind of like, all right, whoever's here, there's still good people. But I don't know a lot of people. Stu dude comes to me out of nowhere, does the, like, old, like, Viking style, grabs my forearm so I can grab his forearm, and just starts playing tug-of-war with me, like, just out of nowhere. Like, remember, yeah. I'm just sitting there chilling. Uh-oh. No idea who this guy is. Grabs he thought, my he thought,
2: he thought he was going for the Predator. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah exactly. <coughs> on oh, so, pencil you know, pushing. <laughs> <it. He's saying.
1: laughs> Making you soft. Yeah, And, yeah. like. Dylan. <laughs> So I'm sitting there, not moving. I'm like, I get literally like rolling. Yeah. I remember like rolling my eyes. I'm like, all right, man, whoever this dude is, cool. Yeah. He's tugging me. He's tugging me. Like it's still not saying. He's like, oh, what yeah. a, oh, you're a big dude. And then he's finding something I'm like, yeah, he's a big dude. And I'm kind of just again, I'm kind of exhausted already at this point. <laughs> or whatever this conversation is going. And he's yeah. like, oh, you're a big dude. I guess big. I'm like, I don't know. man. I just, you know, it didn't really work. I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't have a, like a secret sauce. There's no like recipe. Yeah. He's like. And this is like this is what ticked me off immediately, and obviously because I'm sauce too. So he goes, "Well, I know part of it's got to be genetics." And I go, "What?" He goes, "I'm just saying, man. I work out a lot too, man. He's like look at me." I'm like, "He's like, well, you're fucking huge, man. It's got to be genetics." I go, "Fuck you," and I immediately took it hard because obviously it's any other time this comes to me, I obviously have a little more empathetic and my, my response is a little more like, "Nah, man, it ain't like that." But and he kept saying it, and it was making me lose my mind. I'm like, "What the fuck about?" when's the last Filipino you've seen this big? I go, you want to talk about genetics, really?
3: He goes, well, what do you do?
1: And I'm like, dude, I've been killing my ass in the gym for 20-plus years. You think it was just an accident? Exactly, right. And so I'm a little salty right now. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to have this conversation with you. I don't even know the fuck you are. I'm already salty, right? He goes, I'm just saying, man, I work hard hard too, but look at me. I'm like, well, I don't know, man. You need to work harder then.
4: (laughs) And he's like...
1: And he was like, yo, I work hard. I go, well, obviously not enough. I go, whatever what you're doing, do more. Just be better. He goes, well, and he start, he's like, I went there this morning. I go, that's funny, because I wake up every morning, even on this vacation, I fucked the gym up this morning. And there's no way you did what I did this morning. He's like, oh, let me tell you. And he was, like, starting to go off. I go, whatever it is, double it. And tomorrow, triple it. I go, just be better. And I just kept saying, just be better, man. I don't know what to tell you, man. I go, this conversation is stupid. I'm done with it. And I started to realize in the mix of, like, why am I arguing with this dude? Because he's obviously, like, people, friends, family. Yeah. And then, obviously, the couple people I'm with, they're like, yo, Rob, relax. Because obviously, immediately, they just see me freaking out. So they think I'm being just the meathead and drunk. No, you need me meathead. I'm like, no, y'all yeah, don't yeah. even see how this hockey fight started. Yeah. He hit me first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this dude played tug of war with me. And remember, you don't know me, man. Like, you he, he may know of me or whatever. But like, listen, just because we have this, like, you know, Kevin yeah. Bacon fucking one degree of separation, like, yeah. doesn't make us boys, all right? And then we, like, and then we find it. was actually the end of, like, the little, little while we are walking away. And then, uh, who was it? Uh, I don't know if it was Tino or my boy Rodrigo. They were like, hey, Rob, I heard you just got in fight with the best man. I go, oh, that's the best that's man. My- <laughs> yeah, That was the so, best man. Did you boo yeah. during the speech?
3: Did you boo? So, <laughs> hey, boo. <laughs> Sit down, string bean. Nobody wants to hear it.
1: <laughs> so the rest of the night, I immediately go from being hot to be like, yeah. Dude, you guys understand what I'm saying? And like, uh, Dave was there. He's like, he's like, oh no, no, it's cool, man. So, yeah, just pick on the little guys. We're like, just, everybody's fucking with me. I'm like, dude, now I really feel bad. Yeah. I'm like, guys, 99 out of 100. Every other 99 guy, he's got to be the 100 guy to fuck with me. And yeah. like, I'm like, and I'm trying to like, I'm sitting there just feeling bad, whatever. And it goes into the morning. Sure enough, I actually go to the the gym in the morning. I woke up and he's in there and he's like looking at me with like deer headlights stuff. Yeah. And he's like, hey man, hey. I'm like, yo man, my. He goes are we okay? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, ah, dude, I was fucked up last night, man. I heard, I fucking might have said some shit. I'm like, dude, we're both good. I go, yeah. So apparently he was on the same note. Like, he actually oh, okay. doesn't even remember what he said to me. He just knows, he's like, I think I pissed off your boy, the big guy from, and so, it was just, <laughs> and then, but I to trigger, everybody,
2: boy. <laughs> everybody
1: was trying to do trigger words. i like, hey Rob, do you think you're genetics? And I was like, <laughs> Fuck up. I go, keep it up, man. But, uh that was my funny random uh, fucking meathead story. I
3: love it. Yeah.
1: I think that's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's been. Uh, I of course, it, it. it was the most. Let's best, pick man. this
3: up on episode two. <laughs> or, I just
2: love the fact that everybody around you uh, was just trying to find your trigger words. Now they're like, it's got to be something. <laughs> no, it's not, yeah. this, shit out. this is
3: sticking around for a while. You shouldn't have told me. <laughs> this is going nowhere. Uh,
2: yeah, As Rodrigo,
1: yeah. he's fucking, was busting my balls.
3: Uh, yeah, we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, stay tuned for we pick this back up because mm-hmm. i feel like we have a lot more yeah, a lot
1: more detail we can yeah, do a yeah. lot more stuff to mine
3: here this was a good conversation today i want to learn oh more God, about all of you guys this is good mm. stuff uh, we want to mm-hmm. remind everyone to check out the instagram dynamic menace don't mind that that was my robot butler uh bringing in our hors d'oeuvres uh you know what i like black olives <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> racist by my olives yeah uh <laughs> thanks guys thanks for for listening to our stuff today and we look forward to having you guys come back for the rest of the conversation Yeah. yeah.